I used to produce movies. One critic called them European. I thought they were shit. Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. So it's kind of a psychic political thriller comedy with a heart. But it doesn't make any sense, okay? It's fucking stupid. Okay, there actually has to be something that happens that's actually funny. Now, what is the one thing if you put it in a movie, it'll be successful? Tits. That is funny. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? Okay, I'm sounding good. The sound's coming through clean, crisp. It's coming through okay, yeah. Okay. All right, all right. Can I, all right, all right. Can I tell you, uh, 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 uh three things, because, okay, I have three things to tell you, right? Okay. First off, uh, Uh, rub. So I guess the first thing you're telling me is actually just you setting a nickname. Rob. Rob uh, got a rib removed to suck my man's dick. Wouldn't it be make more sense just to say his own dick? Nah, well, you're not very smart. Who's my man's then? My man. Who's your man? Uh, I figure. You... I don't know. Bring him over. You know, maybe he's. Well, that's the day. That's the day. I'm ju- I, I, there's a little bit of me judging him, but you don't even know his name and you sucked his dick. You got a rib removed to do it. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to do a good job, man. You know, I don't do anything half ass. <laughs> So funny. Has Marilyn Manson ever addressed that? I have no idea. There's just an entire general. Like I believe. I haven't that. kept up with my buddy Mary. I believed that for like five years that that was true. I believe that you believed that. Yeah, but anyway, three things. First off, that wasn't one of them. No. No. Okay, you get two more then. You already First, used one. No, 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 no. Come on, I get no. Well, one of them's from Audrey. Audrey. Why did me? Okay, I didn't say which one you had to eliminate. Just you already used one. You get two more. It's insane that you think I'm not going to say all three. Well, I'll just I'll I have the power to mute you. You do. Okay, that's true. Okay, so uh, you know what? Uh, what's it called? You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna I'm gonna leave one in my quiver. Pull it out for later. So first off, uh, Audrey, uh, I'm going to kiss Audrey tonight, and Audrey just goes, Audrey just goes like, "Did you eat tuna?" Garlic, and um, God, what was the third one? It was like, it was like, did you eat tuna, garlic, and horseradish? And I was like, why? And and I just goes, that's what your breath smells like. It's like so, yeah, I'm sure my breath smells like ass. Honestly, like I ran out of toothpaste like a week ago, and or not toothpaste, floss. I ran oh out of God. floss like a week okay. ago. I just had not flossed in a week. For yeah, that's an important hottest. distinction. Yes. Yeah, no, I've I've been brushing my teeth. I have not been flossing. Yeah. To go, what that the is, fuck. Yeah, that would that would be that would be, yeah. I did yeah, not that, do that. Yeah, that, you, you almost ended the podcast because I almost just went like, Rob, again, listen, Bubby, I appreciate you doing this podcast with me, 
Priorities, my man. Okay. Uh, no, 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 but, but like wearing a mask every day, you do realize real quick when your breath is ass. Yeah, yeah that's rough. That's rough. I've been, I've been real cognizant. I was never really cognizant of like eating stuff and then having a bad breath. Like a little bit, but like not that bad. Cause I, like, like coffee, for instance, right? I was always just kind of like coffee breath. It just smells like coffee. Everyone drinks coffee. Fuck you. Whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm starting to realize, nope, no, no, it's not great. Uh, what's it called? And I constantly have it because I drink a lot of coffee because I'm cool. Uh, two, I got the best. I think you mean com- three. This is three. You already, no, this this is, is your third. This is your last one. Dude pretty sure this is two. Look how many fingers I'm holding up. We talked about Marilyn Manson, yeah. uh, how your breath sucks, and now the third yeah. fact. The third fact was go, uh, Jackie gave me the best compliment she's ever given me. You know what she said to me? Uh, right? I, 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 was like, I was like, how do I look right now? Right? Asking her about my look. You know, I'm getting into style. Right? Becoming kind of a fashionista, some would say. And uh, what's it called? I have no comment. Yeah, you have several comments, but you're not going to... You're wearing the exact same things you have always worn. You're wearing your dad's, like, Mickey Mouse golfing Hawaiian shirt. Just you have a thin mustache now. That's literally the only thing that has changed. Rob, and I bought pomade. Fashionista. More than one. Two. More than one. Try to keep up, Rob. I know we're getting into high numbers with the number two for you. Being a dickhead, being such a dickhead. No, but then, uh, but you say that uh, like it's news. I don't think it's news. People know me. People call me nice, Matt. Okay, just say the third thing. That's a god. Uh, the second thing is uh, Jackie thing. said I looked like a gay man from the eighties, and honestly, like you're dying. <laughs> she can't listen to this episode. No, uh, what's it called? What's it called? No, 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 no. And I said, and I said, oh, so good. That's the best aesthetic. Gay man from the eighties, dude, the best. Look at you. Google image search gay man from the eighties right now. You're gonna see. I Google it every night, (laughs) right before bed for reasons. Look, I gotta, I gotta do something to get myself worked up because. Before any like variety of my mans come over, like, That's every true. night, every night, just some different man who I, whose name I don't know comes over, and I have to get another rib removed to better satisfy it. I'm rapidly running out, but before I do all that, just to get myself in the right rib removing mood, I just Google search a gay man from the '80s and look at pictures of John Waters. That's right. That's mm. right. The er gay man from the '80s. Yeah. Anyway, so the third thing is uh, what's it called? All right, I just went ahead and muted him. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So welcome to You're Going to Hate It. This is a film podcast where every week uh, Matt and I assign each other uh, movies that we think the other one is going to hate. Well, really, he just assigns me movies that I, he thinks I'm going to hate. Then I give him like wonderful examples of world cinema. And yeah, I'm Rob and he's Matt. And at some point I'm going to let him talk again. But um, right now he's vaping and just kind of giving me the shitty again. So anyway, I'll unmute him for the moment. That's the that's the my last name patented shit eating grin. Yeah. All right. So you want to just jump right into it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. What was it? Um. Uh. What's it called? Uh. Uh. Suck my dick. My balls are turning blue. That was it. That was all I wanted to say to you. Okay. Cool. Pretty good. All right. Pretty good. Yeah. Right? But anyway, a good laugh before we logged on to that. 
All right. Well, our first film is Wings from 1966, directed by Larissa Shapitko. Get ready to listen to some Russian, baby. Are you going to speak? She's not Russian. She's Ukrainian. Welcome back from the trailer. Uh, what's it called? Don't tell me where to edit. I'm going to put the edit oh, where I like I, to put it. I do all the editing. I, I would love to hear an episode edited by you. Would, you would never because it would immediately get deleted. Yeah. I tried one time. Yeah. What's it called? Um, what's it called? Yeah, Ukrainian, Russian. <laughs> I think... 30 million ghosts of the Holodomor have something to say about that. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm sure I'm not. But uh, I'd have to see it in, in Cyrillic. But what's it called? I don't, I don't care about Ukra- Ukra- Ukrainians are the most aggressive uh, uh, Slavic peoples that love to tell me of uh, Jewish people they know. That is the most. Yeah, we've one. talked about this before. Yes. So. But it is, it's, it's all Slavs, but mostly, mostly Ukrainians. Okay, I, I don't want to be recording until 11 a.m. Because, again, we're doing this on a weeknight now. So I'm going to cut you off and jump into just a quick quick description of Wings, which is, again, the first film from Ukrainian filmmaker Larissa Shapitko from 1966. Um, so we, we talked about, like, Soviet film in the past. So I'm not going to give, like, another whole lecture on it, although maybe I, was, I, I could. I strap in for, like, 45 minutes, honestly. No, yeah. Uh, but just sort of piggybacking off of that real quick you know i mentioned that there are sort of moments of like slightly greater openness in like soviet film and this kind of came on the like the tail end of one of those you know again this this is sort of roughly same kind of time as um color of pomegranates wasn't it yeah uh, i i don't remember exactly what year color of pomegranates was but i think it was mid to late 60s too i think it was 67 and this was 66 yeah and again, that was that was kind of after the Khrushchev thaw had kind of refrozen over. But yeah. again, these are both movies that got made in like the republics, you know, away from like centrally organized Moscow production, so you could get away with a little more. And was Color of Pomegranates not Moss film? No, they they were both Moss film. Um, oh, okay. I, anyway, 
I think colored pomegranates was. I assume it was. Actually, now that I say that, I don't remember exactly. I know for but, sure Wings was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember looking for it. Like, is this going to be a Mosfilm film? And baby, it is. Yep. You see that? You see that opening that. with yeah. the hammer and the sickle? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, is, that, is that monument still up? I don't know. You're the Russian. Badass guy. monument. But uh, anyway, so I mean, but I, I say that not. It's not like this is like. This is exactly like an anti-Soviet film or anything like that. But but it is it is a film that like allows like it is like in in like the in the the strictures of like Soviet film it is like mildly revolutionary just to be able to make a film about a Soviet citizen who's kind of sad. <laughs> like that's not something that they would often like allow yeah. people to do. Like just allow yeah. people like real humanity. You know they had yeah. to be like you know fulfilling yeah. some kind of ideological purpose yeah. that, you know, supported the regime. Yeah. And specifically sad about like the great patriotic war, like sad about like. Sad about, yeah. Sad about world, yeah, I mean, which I mean, is I mean, what they call world war two. Just yeah. for, for you, 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 you non Russophiles out that's there. Right. Their name for I'm the like, second wow. world war is the great patriotic war, um, mm-hmm. which they I have, mean, in and of itself is kind of like a, you know, propagandistic spin on just, yep. just about the worst thing that's ever happened to anyone. Like yeah. it's, it's almost impossible to overstate what a calamity the, uh, the Eastern front of world war two was, mm-hmm. you know, you're like, just as like a point of comparison, like if you added up like all of the war dead, like civilians and military of like the Western allies, you're talking maybe like 2 million people, which is on its own, like um, that's a gargantuan a, a loss huge of life. amount of people. That's yeah. you know, that's all, on its own, just, you know, a massive tragedy. But you, know, you compare that to the Eastern Front, where you're, there aren't like good estimates, just because it was so many goddamn people. Mm-hmm. But like 20, 30 yeah. million soldiers yeah. and civilians, something like that. Every like, single Soviet family basically like had someone die in this. Like yeah. every single one had someone that they were like blood related to die in this yeah in some way shape, like whether an uncle or a cousin or a son or whatever yeah i mean yeah. we're at, like where like the the rest of world war ii was you know more or less a war of conquest in most places i mean the japanese were doing some weird things but you know just talking about like the the european theaters at least or like adjacent like africa you know um we're yeah. talking about like a war of conquest in most places which is you know again we don't want to like undersell how awful all of that was but like the campaign in the east was like a war of extermination you know yeah 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 a lot of people uh i don't don't know how many people actually know this soviet pow's uh actually got uh they didn't go to pow camps they went to concentration camps yeah yeah because they were slavs and communists so they that's that's that they they get they got sent to like the same camps I mean, they got sent to like labor and extermination camps, um, uh, uh, unlike like um, like American POWs, British POWs, French POWs. Like they got sent to POW camps. Yeah, they the Soviet. I think you're talking about. I think it's like two. I want to say it's like two million uh, uh, Soviets died in the Holocaust. Like yeah. like like, like, like and, and that's not Jews. That's just Soviet POWs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was. Yeah. Uh... It was bad. It was a bad time. It was time. really bad. It was, yeah, really it was bad. a really bad time. That's yeah. which, which we just you know just mentioned that just to kind of give context to this film because this is about uh, you know a veteran. Um, the uh, the sort of main character in the film, uh, 
Nadia was a, uh, she, during the war, she was a, a fighter pilot um, because the, the Soviets, you know, were, they employed, you know, women fairly equitably in the armed forces, you know, just out of, yes. you know, both ideology and desperation. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was not, yeah, they weren't all in like, uh, like wags or whatever. Like they were, I mean, you had women like, you know. They fine, were on the front fine. lines. They were on yeah. the front lines, combat missions, everything. Yeah. 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 So there was, she was a famous band of uh, female fighter pilots. I believe they're called the Night Witches. Yeah, they actually, I think they flew like biplanes and would like mm -hmm. turn off the engine so that they could basically like glide in behind enemy lines and then just yeah. like chuck bombs off the side of their like World War One S biplanes. Just, like, just, just, you're they, just never, oh my God. Just so badass. Like, 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 I mean, it's a horrible war, but like at a certain point, you kind of got to like, look at it and just be like, oh my God. Like, 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 I like to think of myself as like a not total coward, but like, bro, you're not getting me up in a fucking biplane in World War Two, bro. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, just hard as nails. But I mean, that that kind of like, again, just speaks to the desperation of the war. Yeah. Like, yeah. like they nearly lost at several points, and yeah. again, just even in victory, it was just a total cataclysm. Total. Um, I mean, Leningrad, St. Petersburg, the siege of Leningrad. I mean, like one of the greatest human catastrophes of all time. Uh, just what happened in Leningrad uh, because of uh, the... Uh, and I don't know if you could even like necessarily say that was the worst moment of the war exactly. either. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. No, no, I mean, the German people... Just open, remember. like widespread open cannibalism. It's like, eh, mm -hmm. it's, you know, probably yeah. top three. Yeah, 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 yeah. But just, but just awful. I mean, a lot of people know the Germans got within... 100 kilometers of moscow i think it was less even it might have been less yeah you might be right yeah, yeah it was like very close yeah very close but you know okay. and that's the thing that would have turned the tide of the war they take moscow Oof. but this is i don't want this to become a, a world war ii history podcast the, that was just God. one of the like i i, I mean folks it was bad I I say that, but at the same time, I kind of would because this is, you know, I think this I is something that. that we both kind of nerd out, out so on a little bit. But I want to talk about really, Katusha rockets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I really just wanted to mention that as, as context, yeah. like what this yeah. film is about. Because um, again, yeah. it's, it's about a, a veteran of the war who was, you know, she was like a war hero. You know, she was a, like yeah. an ace fighter pilot. But yeah. this is set, you know, contemporaneously to when it was produced. So, you know, it's set in the mid-60s, mm -hmm. the like late Khrushchev era or... Would it even be Brezhnev at this point? Um, in 66? Oh, I should God. know, but I mean, the point yeah, is like, it's been I a minute. Really know. I literally studied Russian history. Yeah. I, I am fucking up here. But, but I mean, yeah. the point is, it's like, it's been a minute since Stalin and, you know, it's, and, you know, Soviet society has like changed significantly since yes. then. And that's really what this movie is about, is about a person who like, you know, did something incredible, you know, it was terrible and awful, but it was, you know, incredible. And she felt yeah. like she had a purpose, you know, she felt yeah. like she knew which, you know, she was supposed to be doing with her life and, you know, was engaged in this, you know, common cause to like save her homeland. And, you know, again, like, I, I think that you and I probably, I, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not here to like defend Stalinist Russia. Like you might be, but I'm not, but you know, it, it is, they were fighting a war where they were invaded by fascists, yes. you know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But they were invaded by fascists determined on exterminating them. And like, yes. yeah, 
Like I, you, there are a lot of things to be said about, you know, the other side too, I, which I don't, mm -hmm. I'm sure you have all sorts of defenses for. Oh, but. Baby, baby, I got, I got T-34 set up. I got Katusha rockets. I got every, I got all sorts of defenses. Don't even worry about it. I got people, they're buried in the dirt. Don't even worry, but they're going to pop up. I got a whole partisan okay. I've, regiment. I've, yeah, I don't. Okay. Congratulations. But just, the, I mean, the point is, is, again, this is, she was someone who like, she felt like she knew what she was, you know, she, she had, yeah. she felt like she had been a part of something greater than herself at one point. Yes. You know, um, and, yes. and, and, and is now older and has sort of, she's, it, you, they don't give her a whole backstory, but it seems like she's recently been like sort of forced into, you know, at, into retirement from the, the Air Force. Um, I don't know exactly what the Red Army calls their Air Force, but we'll just say Air Force, but it's not important. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and also post World War II, you go from Red Army to Soviet Army. The Red Army, the, the, the it stopped. Okay, being... okay, 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 okay. Not, right. not, not the point. Not the point. Not the point. Not again, the point. Not the point. I, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put some bumpers here just again to make sure this doesn't become yes. just a World War II history podcast. Yes, exactly. But, but um, yeah, she's been forced into retirement, and she's you know she's sort of she's instead she's taken over like as headmistress of this like reform school, which she doesn't totally. But, yeah. You know, it's it's a place to send like troubled teens. Yeah, and you know, she just she doesn't it it doesn't like do the thing for her that like you know being a war hero did for her. And yeah. you know, she's she's a person of like relative prominence. She's a you know fairly high ranking party member in whatever Ukrainian yeah. city this is. And, do they ever say where the school is? Because I know it's not in Moscow and it's not in a major city. It's like somewhere out in like the sticks. It's Ukraine. I don't know which Ukrainian city. Oh, oh is it in Ukraine? It is Ukraine. Okay, it is Ukraine. Okay, I, I didn't get that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, ba basically, she she kind of feels like she's been passed over to a certain extent. Like, her glory days are in the past. She doesn't quite know what her place is anymore. You know, not only as an individual who's been sort of shunted off into this role that she doesn't really feel like, you know, she fits in. Um, you know, that like um, the opening scene is, is of her getting fitted for a suit, which I know your wife mentioned she thought was really boring. But my wife like, fucking hated this movie. It takes it takes like 30 seconds. It's like the opening credits theme. But yes. I think it's like it's thematically, thematically, thematically relevant because she's like other people are trying to fit her into something, but she doesn't feel like she fits anymore. You know, yeah. and there are a lot of like, you know, sort of symbolic resonances like that, like one of her old war buddies who she seems to like almost have a thing with but they can't quite like you know get it together to actually get it on he's like the director of a museum who deals with fossils and you know they both kind of feel like fossils at this point but it's it's but it's also it's not just like her personally feeling out of place like she also feels like society has kind of passed her by like she doesn't totally like it's it's a movie about someone being nostalgic for stalinism honestly. Yeah. To a certain extent, which yeah. you know, again, I'm not here to defend, but it's an interesting like character study. Um, you know, she uh, like one of the key scenes is like she, you know, she's she's got this daughter who it turns out it seems like she was probably actually like a war orphan that she adopted, but her daughter yeah. doesn't know that. But regardless, her daughter kind of doesn't really isn't really interested in having a relationship with her anymore. Yeah. Know? Um. And, uh, which I mean, I get like, she's kind of domineering. She's kind of judgmental. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, you but, can. Uh, can you, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I was thinking about it because, I mean, I mean, because. Um, uh, oh my God. What uh, Nadia does come off as like pretty like sympathetic, like you know what I mean. But like at the, but but also at the same time, like I, I remember after that scene. I mean, you're. I, I I'm sure we're gonna talk about. There's this scene where you know her daughter's basically like, quit, quit, quit your job. Like yeah. This is this is actually what I was. What I was yeah. gonna. So I like I, I wrote down what she says. So there's this. Yeah. Sorry, you cue up the scene. Yeah, I cut you off. But. Yeah. No. 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 You're fine. You're fine. Um. No. Uh. uh basically, no. It's a scene where, like, you know, uh, she's going to see her daughter, who she feels like very disconnected from, and she very much like like the, in the whole first half of the movie, it seems like she's really just trying to like she just wants to see her daughter, and she even like goes out to wherever her daughter is, and like basically like crashes like I don't know like goes and sees her and like meets her like like uh, husband and everything. Yeah, they've been, um, like, her daughter has been married for a while, it seems like. I mean, not, like, super long, but, like, for a yeah. noticeable amount of time. And, she, yeah. like, Nadia hasn't met her husband yet. Yes. Like, she's yes, really been yeah. kind of cut out of her daughter's life. And her daughter yeah. is not pleased that she's dropped in to interrupt their meeting with their, like, fancy exactly. intellectual friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, is that, like, her daughter is, like, in, you know, in a, in a universitet right you know universitet right and and uh and what is it and, it's and, not just that she's in university like she oh you speak also <laughs> she lives in like uh like there, there's a lot of stuff that like this is a movie that I, I took a course on soviet film and this is one of the did you yes and this i think i mentioned that i i, I okay yeah i know but come on man yeah i mentioned come that on. so many times but this is one of the movies that we watched and you know there are a lot of they, we've got into a lot of the details of like how how people are coded, you know, in terms of like where they fit into Soviet society, and so like Nadia lives in a communal apartment, which is how most people lived like in the the early part of the Soviet Union or the Soviet era, because you know every all housing was improvised. You know, yeah, they were like we want to we want to establish some kind of equity in housing, yeah. but like that's not how housing has been constructed so far. Like there are these nice multi-room mansions and houses and apartments for the wealthy and like tenements for the rest of the people. So what they would do is they would take these, you know, multi-room apartments and then just stick multiple families in there. And so, you know, people would kind of like get used to sharing kitchens and stuff like that. You know, there's supposed to be some kind of communal spirit that that would inspire, you know, people living and working together. Yeah. Um, It was a very communist thing. They also did this in, in Cuba uh, in Cuba during the Batista era, during the Batista regime, they had all these like big, like ornate, like mansions and everything. Right. And then when Castro takes over, those all just become multifamily houses where you have like multiple people, like in each one of the rooms and everything. Um, because I know in the Soviet Union, I know um, housing was not just a right, but it was basically mandatory. Like you, right. it was illegal to be homeless. And what they would do is if they found you were homeless, they would force you to live in a home. And there was actually, interestingly, there's this kind of counter counterculture in Soviet society. And I want to say like the mid fifties where it was just like these like kids, right. We're basically like crust punks. And what they mm-hmm. would do is right. They would like, you know, listen to like, you know, jazz and rock and roll and stuff like that. Right. And they would, they would intentionally be homeless and like the Soviet right. uh, and the militia, the Soviet police would just like, just like try to hunt them down and put them in homes. And it was a very mm. weird thing, but yeah. And, and, they, and this was actively resisted by this group, but, um, but anyway, no, so no. she she lives so I, I she lives no, no, in this no, no, commun- no. she lives in this communal apartment, which is you know again like harkens back to this like earlier and I think to her mind purer version of like yeah. of like Leninist Stalinist 
communism. Right. Yes. We all, we, we were all together. We all shared everything. We didn't have a lot, but we were all in it together. Yes. And, you know, maybe the NKVD maybe was executing a few people, but don't worry about it because we beat the Nazis. Like clearly right. it was all worth it. But right. then her, her daughter lives in a, 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 a solo apartment, you know, which was kind of an innovation. Like mm-hmm. they, they started like in the, the Khrushchev era, they started building these, you know, big housing blocks that they called Khrushchevskis, you know, Khrushchev yep, housing. Yep. Um, They're where, all over Russia. They're still all yeah. over the former Soviet. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it was, you know, unheard of to that point for like communist housing to be like individual, you know, it was almost antithetical. And in her, you know, solo apartment, you know, when, when Nadia arrives, they're all listening to like jazz and rock and roll, like you mentioned, like it's, there's, you know, it's, I don't, I don't know that this movie, that, that the movie necessarily shares her view. It's hard to tell, but this is definitely yeah. a movie at least about like kind of a, you know, honestly, the perspective of Nadia is, is kind of like, she's kind of like a make, make Russia great again person. You know, yeah, like exactly. Make yeah, the basically. USSR great again person. Yes. Like she's, yes. she's nostalgic for the good old days. Yes. Um, but yes. I also, I, I want to make clear that like, she's also a very sympathetic character at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Like she's she's a very even as she's be, she, like again she could be judgmental she can be domineering but she's also very warm she's funny she's likable like the the actress who portrays her uh, Maya Bulgakova just I think it's a it's an incredible performance just of like sort of oh. muted yeah. restrained sadness but also mm-hmm. warmth at the same time without like mm-hmm. making her a saint like she is mm-hmm. kind of a you know she's got jagged edges she's kind of yeah. tough to deal with but. Yeah, um, but anyway, the thing that that you were building to, which I'm just I, I'm steamrolling as usual. Do it, do it. I, there's this confrontation between Nadia and her daughter, where you know her daughter can tell that you know Nadia is really unhappy with her reform school job. She really doesn't seem like she she has much going on in her life, and is kind of you know taking all that frustration out on her daughter by like just kind of trying to domineer her and tell her what she should do with her life mm-hmm. and you know the daughter basically just says to her you know why don't you relax a little bit why don't you yeah you know why quit don't you go job. you know it's, you hate your job so find another one quit it you know go yeah. go run off with like the your old yeah. war buddy who clearly she basically wants to... tells her mom to go get laid yeah 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 and and, and then says but the, the thing that it builds to is her telling yeah, her telling her mom, um, you know, if you don't like your job, just let someone else do it, you know? Yeah. Which is, like, so antithetical to, like, the, like, Stalin era, like, you know, we are going to, you know, we may have to sacrifice a few million people to get it done, but we will get it done, you know? Exactly, yeah. Um, that whole yeah. spirit. And so, you know, what, what her mother, you know, her mother has this whole speech that she gives to her that I think is really key to her character and says, you yeah. know, uh, so yeah, you really don't like your mother, of course. I'm provincial, unsophisticated, I embarrass you. I'm a gruff old soldier. Let someone else do it. This is how you think? I never even knew such words as these, of let someone else do it. All my life, I worked for myself and for other people. Wherever I was needed, no picking and choosing. For myself and for other people. And I never regretted it. Are you listening? You pity me. Don't pity me. Instead, you should envy me. Yes, you should envy me. You don't have to stay. Go on. And she basically like kicks her daughter out. Like she gives this this speech that is like, again, I I am not, I don't know if the movie even endorses it and I'm not endorsing it myself, but this is a great like 
portrayal of just someone who like had a place in the world and had an understanding of like what her life was about and what life in general meant and like felt like she has been passed by you know that mm-hmm. it just whatever she believed in has become passe and she doesn't know how she fits in anymore yes um, and, and she's from a very interesting generation in soviet society because she was really from the first generation that was just raised in the soviet union yeah the generation before her right even if they were ki- like 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 for instance like um like she's basically i guess of my grandfather's generation basically but like my great-grandfather um uh grew up in uh, tsarist russia and by the time he left they left during the civil war or right after the civil war because there was because they'd already started moving over and there was always this kind of thought that like the czar will come back like Ooh. this is not going to last like the czar will come back we got to go and that's the thing she's raised right and, and it's a very unique um i think kind of mentality that she doesn't have at all to her soviet soviet the soviet union is the soviet union and will and will be the soviet union forever there is no ending of the soviet union and she's really the first generation to have this and like you said raised like that's the thing like 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 you know like like raised under stalin because by the time Mm -hmm. she's probably born stalin is you know i mean lenin's probably already been shot and stalin is starting to take power right so she probably grew up with Stalin as the leader. And that's the thing, that is just how it is, right? She doesn't know anything else, right? Yeah. And it'd it be, it, I, I, I mean, they couldn't have done it. Um, they, they absolutely could not have done it, but it would have been really interesting. I would, I would love to sit down with this character and be like, what do you think of Khrushchev? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right? I would, but I mean, it's, it's pretty clear what the implications are. Like, they don't say it explicitly, but it's like, Again, I don't know that the movie is is endorsing it, but she clearly yeah. like doesn't doesn't she feels like something essential has been lost. Yes, that like it's there was this higher purpose that has been study. abandoned. Yeah, but yeah. I, the movie also doesn't let her off the hook. Like it no. doesn't. I don't think it totally endorses her point of view because like I think most explicitly because there's this there's this subplot involving this uh, kid at the reform school, Vostriakov, mm-hmm. who you know. It, again, it's a reform school. They're all kind of teens who tend to act out. And, like, he acts out, like, a fairly mild way at this, like, party meeting where she's getting an award and the kids have been brought to, like, see her get it. He, like, pulls a girl's pigtails or something and causes a little bit of a scene and essentially embarrasses her in front of, you know, her big party muckety-muck party comrades. Balls, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, she kind of, like, she expels him, you know. I would say she overreacts, um, but yeah. she's, you know... But she's used to this, like, very harsh, like, Stalinist discipline, where if you're not on the team, you're a problem. And mm-hmm. she, she can't really bring – she really – I mean, she, she regrets it. Like, she goes out of her way to, like, find the kid and, like, bring him back. And, like, there's a whole subplot about her, like, trying to undo – she kind of recognizes that, she, you know, maybe a little bit of sympathy – would go a long way here. Yeah. Like maybe it would be worth bending a little bit for this kid's sake. Cause he's clearly just, you know, a teenager who's acting out. He doesn't mean yeah. well, you know, he's got a rough family life. And yeah. Like, his older brother is a gangster. Mm-hmm. Right? He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a banditi. His, yeah. uh, what's it called? His dad like beats him. Both his parents just like work in a factory like all the yeah. time. Yeah. But despite all this, like she finally, she, she, she finds him, she gets him back. Yeah. And like, despite wanting like to bring him back into the fold, like, she like he gives this public apology and it's just not quite sincere enough for her like she's clearly she's looking for like a stalinist struggle session yes yes and 
He calls everyone, the, like all of his classmates and everything, the girl, the, the, the assistant uh, headmaster, everyone comes in. She brings everyone in. Mm-hmm. And yes, you're right. It is a literal struggle session. Yeah. And, you know, unsurprisingly, this like 17 year old kid with emotional problems isn't able to like, you know, sufficiently like toe the party line under those circumstances. And mm-hmm. her, her rigid like dedication to these old principles, like, and, you know, ends up like ruining this moment for reconciliation, you know, and the kid is like, you know, just says, fuck you again. And so on. Yeah. Back. He literally says, I despise you. Yeah. To this woman that like, that like, yeah, like fucked up, but then did everything she could to try to unfuck it. She clearly wants to help. She's just yes. working within this context that makes that impossible. Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. She is just a grizzled old soldier who very clearly, I'm going to say it, very clearly has PTSD. Like, yeah. like, like through all this, like, like I thought two things. Like one, like it would be a fucking nightmare for this to be your parent. Like, can you imagine yeah. if, this, if she was your mom? Like a fucking nightmare. Like, like very clearly, like there is a warmth to her, but like, I bet you, it's like, 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 like. I she don't... has no, she has no idea how to actually be loving. Exactly. Yeah. She clearly yes. wants to love people so bad, but has no idea how to do it. Which is, I think, what makes her such a, a warm and tragic character at the same time. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Also, like that's my second thing. Very clearly has like PTSD. Yeah. She keeps like having basically war flashbacks and thinking back to like her like lover during the war. Who is like who tr- who is like another fighter pilot who like transferred mm-hmm. to her unit and then like she watched him die on a mission and yeah. like tried desperately to save him like 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 during the like when he got shot down not knowing that he had already just been killed like mm-hmm. in the cockpit and was just because the other thing I wouldn't really it, like, not that, again not to be too much of a history podcast but like fucking planes during World War II were basically just flying cars. Like these yeah. aren't like these aren't like jets or anything. These are like rickety ass fucking like yeah. these are these are I mean these people I mean this is I mean it's glass. That's all glass. You know what I mean? There's there's no shatterproof. It's but just I, glass. I think it's important to say that like the war was like clearly it was the worst thing that ever happened to her, but it was That's also kind of the greatest at the same time. Not in like yeah. a, that was so fun way, but just in terms of its yeah. importance and it's like it, yeah. it's and and just that she could Again, just that she could be a part of something meaningful. Yeah. Like there are these yes. little interludes throughout the movie um, that just. Whenever I think of this movie, I I think of these where it's just shots of flight, like almost shot like first person from the plane's perspective. Yeah. Like you don't you don't see the plane? You just see these just majestic like shots of just like looping and and soaring in the air, set to this like really plaintive, beautiful string music. That's mm-hmm. just. Clearly, she associates just the act of flight with some kind of like almost like spiritual liberation. Yeah, like, and she's she's been literally like grounded, like she's yeah. been cut off from yeah, you know, from her access to something that felt like it gave her purpose. You know. Yeah, yeah, and and, and it's funny you say. I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, and 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 her context of the act of flight was war. Was was war like like with like and not like not like war flying now where it's just like dropping bombs on people like where there were dog fights like where going up in the sky meant you might meant, meant, meant you were coming down one of two ways and one of them was not great like you know what I mean like like mm-hmm. we're flying her context of flying was dangerous and yet to her still it is that like fond remembrance of that and 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 I also just want to shout out there's a very interesting scene here when she, when when she's having the flashback to her and her lover where it's shot like. 
like point of view. Like yeah. it's, it's like, I, 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 I haven't, I, I had never seen that in like a, in like an old school movie like that. Like really, like it was very. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think that this is like a really, in a lot of ways, a very like technically or aesthetically daring movie. Oh yeah. And not, not in a way that really beats you over the head with it, but no. just like something like that where, you know, it, it goes into her memories and it, it just puts you in her shoes, literally. Like it's from her, her, her perspective, literally, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, can I just say, young Nadia, they do at one point during, during the scene where uh, Mitya, her lover, dies. Let's go. They have uh, uh, young Nadia. I uh, just want to say real quick, uh, a dime, an absolute dime. I mean, there's a scene of like current age Nadia, like yeah. on the beach with like her neighbor's kids and a she's dime. in a bikini. And, you know, she, she thick, you know? Yeah. So yeah. you get it. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Yeah. Run off, run off with your museum, buddy, man. Just like, just, just, I, I get her kids. I get her kids perspective. Cause it's like, mom, like you could, you could be happy. You're clearly not happy. You could be happy. And, and I think like you said, like it's part of what makes her such a tragic character is that the truth is she cannot be happy. She cannot be she's like i think i looked it up how old she's supposed to be in this she's supposed to be 41 and mm -hmm. she's not changing she is just going to be that forever yeah and but i think yeah i don't know how much we want to get into the like into spoilers but i think the just the ending puts such like a perfect cap on her character it is like just to speak kind of vaguely about like i it, it's I just, I, I love the ending to this movie. Like when I think of like the perfect way to like sum up a character and sum up a movie, it's, it's the ending to this movie. Like it's, yeah. you know, she's, she's about to be like symbolically mothballed. You know, she's being just, again, speaking vaguely, she's being carried towards this like dark space. That's like almost reminiscent of death. And then she makes this, this choice that just fits perfectly with her character. That is at once like liberating and self-destructive. Like, yes. and it feels like, it was simultaneously like surprising and like the the only way the movie could have ended. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, and and it leaves you on and, and it doesn't resolve what her choice brings about. It yeah, just it, shows you her choice. It's ambiguous, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel unresolved at the same felt, time. Yeah, exactly. Like I I knew what it meant on some kind of like deep instinctual level without knowing exactly how, you know, what happened, you know, I don't know all the details of, like, what happened to her after that, you know? Yeah. But at, this, at the same time, I, it, it feels like I understand, you know? Yes, yeah. No, it, it, this is, this is, like, go see this movie. Like, watch this movie. I don't know how yeah. you've got to watch this movie. But watch this movie. Because it is really, I mean, like, that's the thing. as I get older, I appreciate a drama more. You know, there mm -hmm. was a time in my life where I was just like, I'm not watching a fucking drama, right? What's it called? It's not a, it's not a comedy starring Martin Lawrence. Get out of here. But, like... <laughs> Like, as I get, as I get, like, it really is just like, th th this really was, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, and I, I, I'm plagiarizing that, like, like where, where I, cause, cause like I do with all these movies, I look them up because I look them up, I, I Wikipedia. You want to get the answers before you take the test. Basically, quite yeah. literally, yes. Cause, cause what yeah. did you know what I, I miss a lot in my life. So yeah. what's it called? If, uh, if, if you don't know me, uh, I'm sure you can tell that by now, but, um, Ooh, it's getting nice and dark over here. I've had my yeah. camera off, so I can't see myself. But no, um, but no, but it really is just like such a fascinating character study of a person, and 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 it's you know, and and I think that there might even be implications for our time. You know, we are millennials, and there's an entire generation of people 
uh, called boomers. And, you know, I think we struggle to understand them. And, and you know what? You know what? We just got to tell them all to get laid. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, but I, I don't, I think that's part of what, what's so great about it is because it, it is rooted in this very specific time and place, but at the same yeah. time, it, it speaks to something universal, you know, neither of us are very old, but it seems to be a universal experience that when people age, you know, they feel like, you know, they start to feel like maybe the world has kind of moved on without them. Yeah. You know, it seems to be like, there, there are a lot of movies made about that feeling you know, yeah. in a lot of different times and places and contexts. And yeah. honestly, I, even being, you know, a young person who has not like experienced the, the specifics of some of that, like, I don't, there is like, I, I, this does feel very resonant to me at the same time. You know, I think sort yeah. of the common thread between a lot of the, the last movies I've talked about that, you know, once I started just getting into like, okay, I'm just going to give you some of my favorite movies, like this and Rushmore and Wings of Desire, like they're all sort of rooted in this feeling of like kind of missing out on life. Like yeah. you're kind of apart in some way. Like yeah. either you're literally on like a different plane of existence where you can't quite experience reality, like Wings of Desire or Rushmore, where it's like I'm, you know, I love this school, but I also don't feel like I am a part of it and I need to, you know, overcompensate to like try and make up for that gap. Or this movie where it's literally just like I don't know what my place in the world is anymore. Yeah. I had a purpose and I don't know what it is anymore. Like just feeling like you're not quite a part of it is, you know, it's a feeling I relate to. You yeah. Know, I think most people can. No, I, I know I do. I mean, I mean, I remember after watching this movie, I said to Jackie, I was like, you know, it's kind of interesting, you know, because like, I figure she was probably in like her early 20s, right? Or like very early 20s or whatever when she mm -hmm. was in the war. And, and I was thinking back to when I was in like my very early 20s and I wasn't in anything like a war. You know what I mean? Right. right? You know, I mean, I mean, at least not on the books, uh, but you know, right. We want to talk about all the wet work I did. Uh, what's it called? But no, but, 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 you know, but, but, but like there was, I remember being like, I guess what the age she was when she was in the war and kind of being like, you know, and everyone kind of tell me like, you know, like, you know, you're going to grow up, like what's coming after this, like you're going to get old and kind of like in, when you're in that moment, when you're young, like, 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 and we're both, and like you said, neither one of us is old. Like, you know, yeah. we're both like, I mean, we're, we're, we're brushing up against 30, but neither one of us is, we're both still in our twenties. Like, yeah. like, 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 but like, but like when you're like 20 years old, you, I remember very much feeling like I'm just going to be like this forever, you know? And, 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 and I think what is, what, what really struck me about this movie is that like, I am now starting to get to an age where I'm starting to feel older. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Where I, you know, right. And you know, part of it's like, you know, like, you know, I'm married with two kids, but I mean, I've been married with two kids for a few years now. I've been married now for fuck six, no five years. Yes. But you know what I mean? But like, that's the thing is that yeah. like, even even like like it's apart from that because I didn't feel like this when I was 25, right? Yeah. You know, right when I got married and had a kid. Like no, like I'm almost I'll be 30 uh, next year, and like I'm now starting to feel kind of like oh I'm 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 a man now, but like but but not like a young <laughs> man, like like, uh -huh. like like you know what I mean? Like I'm just like like yeah, like there's like there's certain stuff that I'm just like you know that I've just been thinking like. Like, no, that's not for me to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I'm married with kids. Like, like or, you know, or, or like, oh, I'm older now. Like, I don't know. It, it is because, you know, you want to experience life, but you physically don't have the capacity to experience everything. Like, you're just not going to be able to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? There isn't enough time and you can't be in enough places. And so you need to make choices. And at a certain point, I don't know anyone that doesn't look back and wasn't like, you know, like, oh, man, like, I could have done that. 
but you know, I mean, and then learning to live with that and learning to accept the choices you make. And like, and that's the thing is that I think she really has to do that too. Like, you know, she, she, she this is the, this is her kind of reaching, you know, something of a, you know, uh, like a midlife crisis, you know, mm-hmm. and, and really, I, I never understood the thing of a midlife crisis. Cause I was always just like, what? Like, what's it called? being older seems like it's awesome. And don't get me wrong. It is like being, <laughs> being, being 20. Cause when I actually look back at how I was at 20, I was just so much like, Oh, like, what am I going to do? Like, you know what I mean? Right. And like, and now I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm just going to do this. You know, there is a certain, like, 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 you know, you kind of slot into a role and you're just kind of like, this is how I am. But like, I don't know. It is like, like things do start to kind of pass you by. Right. And yeah. you do start to slow down. And it is like, it's a weird experience, especially when, you know, you can remember a time when you felt like you could do anything when you felt invincible. Mm-hmm. Right. And you felt like you were doing something and like, you know, such is life, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess this is growing up. I just, I think it's beautiful that this movie could inspire such reveries in both of us. That's why I love this movie. That's why I love movies. You know? Yeah. What I would give for them to remake Scott Pilgrim and let Nadia be a character. (laughs) You could just fucking, oh my God. To just strafe the Battle of the Bands in a... Oh my God. I I was trying to name a Soviet fighter but i couldn't i don't know what they like i could name almost like a fighter from almost like literally every other major power in the war except the soviets yeah. the soviets soviet erasure yeah it, no it first off absolutely is i believe the yak was what she flew okay well that's a no one that's a dumbass name it is a dumb name no, no none of them have cool names but also a lot of the soviet air force uh what they dealt with a lot was um they did a lot of low flying missions where they would basically yeah. just yeah like like like, like we're like in a much more anti-infantry role. Uh, what's it mm-hmm. called? They didn't, they didn't do a whole lot of bombing. They definitely bombed, but they didn't do like, like they weren't like, like, the, yeah, like, we, like, we like were doing the strategic bombing. We were the ones firebombing Dresden. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. We were the ones, we were the ones doing the strategic bombing. Yeah. Yeah. The Soviets, yeah, they would just go in in their flying cars basically. And just stri- right. Like literally dodging car 98 rounds and just strafing yeah. Nazis. And yeah, I mean, their their whole war effort was held together with, like, chewing gum and, like, exactly. hope. Yeah. And they fucking won. I mean, yeah. that's the most beautiful thing. If there's any if there's any beauty that you can take from World War II, and it's horrible, and one of the greatest calamities of all time, it is that this fucking pure, pure Aryan army with their goddamn, with their goddamn Macklemore haircuts just got lit to shit by a multi-ethnic army of fucking soviets who just went in and burned everything and uh i'm not going to defend all of it but you know what there's a lot of there's a lot of rape in there there was a lot of rape mostly done by rear but i want to i want to make this clear mostly done by rear echelon troops a lot of the first men in and and during the battle of berlin okay okay, okay. we're just we're not we're not going down this rabbit hole okay because because i will go to the listen listen. i know i know you will i know you will go to the to the parapets to Listen, this particular you want to call me, I'm going to give you my number, all right? It's 280-884-6004. Hit Mike Jones up on the low, because Mike Jones about to blow. I can't remember what his actual phone number is in that song. So we just gave out someone's phone number, just a random person? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 240-383-4. 
Uh, I actually almost just gave up my friend Doug's number. This is the cue to move on. This is yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we're so we're not going to talk about our second movie. Go see Wings. Go see Wings. Yes. Find it. Watch it. It's so. It's so. It's on the Criterion Channel. It's, it's on the Criterion it's, Channel. I'm so glad you liked it. This is again just it's one of my absolute favorite movies. It's, it's so funny. Your section of the movies has just become Rob and Matt watch a movie together but separately, and then talk about how much we loved it. Yeah. It's so I, I, I might I might give you something a little bit more challenging next week just because it can't all be a love fest. But no, 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 no. I gotta get my vegetables at some point. Yeah. But yeah. uh yeah, so to now for for something completely different, just yes. the just the polar opposite film could not be yes. could not be more different. Uh Scott Best. Pilgrim versus the world. Roll that trailer, baby. Stop telling me how to edit this shit. Welcome back from the Scott Pilgrim? Hi, I was thinking about asking you out, but then I realized how stupid that would be. That's okay. You should just sign for this, all right? So do you want to go out sometime? I say yes, will you sign for your damn package? So, yeah, 8 o'clock? Come to this Battle of the Bands thing. You have a band. Yeah, we're terrible. One, two, three, four! Mr. Pilgrim! I'm Ramona's first evil ex-boyfriend. What? Wait, we're fighting over Ramona? Didn't you get my email explaining the situation? I skimmed it. Mm-mm. What was that all about? If we're gonna date, you may have to defeat my seven evil exes. So what you're saying is we are dating? I guess. Does that mean we can make out? Sure. Scott Pilgrim! Prepare to feel the wrath of the League of Evil Exes. Ramona dated twins. At the same time. If you want something bad, you have to fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Combo. Break out the L word. Lesbian? The other L word. Lesbians? What are you doing? Getting a life. You want to fight me for her? Why on earth would you want to do that? Because I'm in love with her. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Maybe next time we don't date the girl with 11 evil ex-boyfriends. Okay. Oh, that's not that bad. Taylor, everyone. I'm going to fuck up the editing on this just to fuck with you. Welcome back from the trailer for Wings. <laughs> I'm trying to confuse you. Okay. Um, what's it called? Let's now, talk Scott Pilgrim. All right. Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is a story of a pedophile, or I'm sorry, a febophile uh, named Scott Pilgrim. Uh, Basically, yeah. Like, he's... 
he's just he's a little bit too unlikable of a character, and he doesn't yes. really get sufficiently redeemed. No, no, he does not. No, that's the thing. This movie, because this is a movie I've seen like once or twice before, right? Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yet it's so funny because I feel like this movie got pretty big hype when it came out because apparently it was like a graphic novel and everything. Yeah, it was like it got a lot of hype. It was kind of a flop, not like a huge one, but didn't like I don't think earned back its budget totally, but yeah. kind of became a cult film. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be like a like a you know a, a summer temple, but like turned into a cult film, which was kind of a weird like blockbuster to flop to cult is like kind of a weird life cycle but whatever you know yeah yeah, like, yeah what are you gonna is, do like i had seen it again like once or twice and like mostly enjoyed it like, there are like people who love this film that was never quite one of them no 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 nor was i it, it was a film that i wanted to like because like i remember like at the time i was very much you know i'm a reformed epic man myself you know what i mean Right. And, uh, and, 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 and there certainly was like a part of me that was like, you know, yeah, like listening to a lot of indie music and like basically like trying to be a hipster, but just like too much of an uncultured rube to actually do it. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like too much of a guy that, that, that went to the Pompadour in Paris and looked at all the art and was like, this is fucking bullshit. And literally went to everything and said, I could do that over and over again. So that's what I was bringing to trying to be a hipster. And it was bad. Uh, but my point is, is that Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, so it's about an unlikable ephibophile who's uh, dating a child, and uh, a legal child uh, in, in Toronto, Canada, uh, the worst town in Canada. Uh, what's it called? And okay, just, he's, 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 a, he's an unemployed hipster who's dating a high school student. He's in a band, and her name is, her name is Knives Chow. Which I feel like somehow is racist. Yes. But I can't quite put my finger on how. Well, do you notice that they keep mentioning the fact that she's Chinese? Yeah, they mention it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so here's a fun like, fact. They're, they're a lot of like vaguely, uncomfortably racist vibes to this film. Like, they're oh, like oh, a really, Rob? Where? There are a series of dance numbers, and one of them involves an Indian guy that just for no reason turns into like a Bollywood thing other than he's Indian. Yeah. Like, yeah, here's, here's what a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people just kind of think about Canada and they're just kind of like, oh, Canada, like America, but nicer. Mm-mm, nah, let me tell you something about Canada. Canada is immensely racist, uh, especially to uh, 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 who they refer to as Asians, uh, Asians uh, uh, in Canadian parlance, right? Like, uh, what's it, it called? refers to people from the continent of Asia. Which well, yes, yes. Yeah, it's a fairly accurate descriptor. It's just, you know, a wide yes. brush. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing. is that I Because like when we say Asians, we mean, like, East Asians. East Asians. They're just, like, yes. anyone from the continent. Anyone from the continent of Asia, yes, yes. Like, up and, to and including the Middle East. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yes. They are, yeah, Arabs are considered Asians, basically, there, yeah. right? And, 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 they, and they are immensely racist against them. They are so racist. Yeah, I mean, Canada is just, like, the, the Midwest here, where it's, like, it's yes. not like they're nicer, they're just more polite, Exactly, exactly, yes. Yeah. yeah, they're just generally more polite, but they're just as bigoted. Actually, we actually know someone who is uh, Asian and, uh, and actually uh, grew up in Canada. And, and I remember me and him talking about it once, and he was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, bad, who? real bad, Nasser. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I know. everyone likes to forget that. Yeah, because he just, he gives off such a strong, like, American stench 
Yes. Like, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. But everyone forgets he's a Canadian. Yeah. I mean, funny. he was in the fucking Marine Corps. Yes, yes. He was in the goddamn Marine Corps. Yeah. Which is which is so funny that he's, he's Canadian. Yeah, that, that is the least Canadian of the branches of the armed service. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Someone one time, I got to witness someone one time say to him, you're in the Navy, right? And, <laughs> yeah, and that's honestly one of my top five moments. Like one of my top five moments, like, you know, like, of course, you know, you get through all like the wife and kids stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unimportant. 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 Just getting to see, just getting to see him react to that. The mad was, Navy man. Just, 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 just. And that preceded a weekend of us all referring to him just going up to him and being like, you're in the Navy, right? Yeah. It was Captain Nasser. Captain Nasser. Oh, my God. Arr. No, he, goddamn, that's so cool. But no, but so it's about this uh, racist hipster uh, who, who fucks kids uh, and, is in a, and is in a very bad indie band. Uh, his name is Scott Pilgrim. And it's just, like, I looked, I, I didn't, okay, I was about to lie to you. I was about to say I looked it up. I didn't look it up. But I was like, there was probably that was like, did Joss Wheaton write the dialogue for this? Because it's very kind of like Joss Wheaton-esque dialogue, I feel like. Did you get, like, I didn't, you know what I, I mean? I, when you say that, it makes sense. Um, but it was, I mean, it was written and directed by Edgar Wright. Who's, How do I know that name? He directed Shaun of the Dead. Uh, and Hot Fuzz, all those movies. Um, really? Yeah, which I, I, I have all those movies. I haven't seen them in a minute, but uh, there was a time when I was, Shaun of the Dead was probably like my favorite comedy. Oh my god, no! Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz was one of my favorite movies. It was Hot Fuzz and Tor- a lot of people don't know this. I actually, apl- I actually at one point wanted to be a police officer and tried to become a police officer based purely on the fact that I saw Hot Fuzz and 21 jump street and was like those were great i should you know what why don't i just do that for a living and that's and literally i think after seeing 21 jump street i literally was like yeah why not and then like i like started the process of applying and thank god i didn't but that's i think about that sometimes about how differently my life could have gone completely just based on the fact that i that i saw 21 jump street it's very funny so yeah but but just going back to your earlier point you are right this is like i don't I didn't, now that you say it, like I can see Whedon, but I think really it's just that this is a very affectation heavy movie. Yes. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just to get it out out of the way real quick, because this is not like, not a plot heavy movie. It's just, he falls in love with this, or he basically just wants to bang this like stereotypical indie chick named Ramona Flowers. Um, But in order yeah, changes her hair hair color every week, like fucking Eternal Sunshine. Um, That. The moment, the moment he saw that, Matt started crying. Um, but uh, he's frowning now, just so you guys know. But anyway, in order so to get mad. to bang her, he needs to like fight seven of her exes. Um, and that's just yep. that's the movie. It's just yep. a series of him like being being mean to various women, um, but in yeah, like the yeah. like the spineless sad guy indie way. Like yeah, yeah, just being like yeah, yeah, just just manipulative being, and, yeah. and shitty. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well like, occasionally, like, fighting, you know, with, like, these big action sequences. But Yeah. This is something I, – I don't know if anyone else will get this other than you or I because we were both on, like, uh, kind of, like, weird Twitter uh, at one point. But don't like, call it that. I will call it that. But, 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 like, but like, this is some guy that would have gotten uh, – uh, uh, that would have been big on weird Twitter then gotten canceled. Oh yeah, he would have had like a, a notes apology at some point. But. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Not, I um, mean, not for anything like 
he's not like beating women or, or anything, you know. No, no, no. He doesn't strike me as like sexual abuser, just shitty, you know. Um, well, okay, again, he's dating a high schooler, so I walk all that back. Exactly, just, exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. 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 That, that's just, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, no, like, you know, like, like, I, like, to be, I mean, yeah, not, not in his defense, but. They, I think they like hold hands. Maybe they're very explicit about how nothing has happened between them. Yeah, the, the, movie, is, the movie seems to understand like we can't really commit to this. Yes, to its credit, but yeah, I don't, just yeah, make her, make her, maybe make her eighteen, make her a senior, maybe. make her eighteen at least. They, don't, they make her seventeen. Not, they make her seventeen. Not, 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 re- not good all the same, yes. but like at least legal. Yes, yeah, that's an important bar to yeah. cross. I don't know though. Is it in Canada? Is they, are they like a sixteen place? I don't know. I mean, there are actually more places that you than you would think where it's actually sixteen. But like, yeah. let's just let's just say for like yeah. base, 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 like barely even trying decency. It should Come be on. you should you should be going for eighteen regardless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, if you're if again, I think he's I think he's supposed to be our age, like twenty eight. No, 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 no. He's twenty two. Still not good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the yeah, yeah. So it's like, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, but, like, dude, you know, like, if you're 18 and 22, it's, eh, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, but like, eesh, I, I'm sure there are people who get furious about it, but there are, you know, there are bigger crimes in the world, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Still, definitely, some would be like, mm, you sure, guy? But yeah, exactly. Uh, buddy. But like, you know, I'm not, I'm not getting my pitchfork and torches over it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, 17 still in high school. Not good. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? That's yeah. just, that's, that's just, that's, yeah. Hard bar. Gotta be a yeah, hard one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I'm glad we came down on that side. But yeah. no, but 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 uh, but then but then yeah, but then um, but then um, but then uh, 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 yeah, but like he like basically cheats on her with this girl Ramona Flowers, who has all these. Who's like yeah, like you said, stereotypical indie chick. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he competes in this battle of the bands, fights all the evil exes, and then at the end, like him and Knives are cool because they beat up the last ex together, and then. Uh, they, her, him and Ramona Flowers walk up in the sunset. And I literally don't know what... What? Sorry, no, finish your thought. No, I was going to say, I literally don't know what the hell else to say about this movie, other than I hated it. But, so just real quick, like, the, actually, the original ending of this, apparently, uh, they filmed this before, I guess, the last entry in the comic book series came out, but the original ending of the movie was him and Knives, the teenager, got together. Like, they had, like, through this whole ordeal, like, learned that they were really which I don't know, weird, but apparently audiences hated it. And then apparently the, then the last edition of the comic book came out and it turned out he actually did get together with Ramona and everyone was pissed that, you know, it didn't hold up to the ending of the comic book. So they reshot it. And the version that ended up in theaters is him and Ramona walking off together. But um, him and Ramona ending up together. Yeah. Which is the ending that, you know, the, the, the theatrical ending. Um, but in the comic book, he ends up with knives. No, in the comic book, he ends up with Ramona too. They had to reshoot it to fit it to the comic book because they had changed. It. They didn't. They had made it so that he he got with knives in the so original ending of the movie. Hold on. So you're telling because I didn't know this. So you're telling me the original ending to the movie is him and the teenager walking off into the sunset together. Him and the high school student. Yes. It's weird. There's a deep, deep. First off, immediately when I started watching this with Jackie, I was like, "This is all Epstein. This is all Epstein shit." All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. This is 
so mad. I'm so mad. Are you fucking kidding me? Again, I'm yeah, gonna, like... I'm going to find you, Edgar Wright. Again, the, like... The arc of this movie is Scott Pilgrim is just kind of shitty for like a hundred minutes and then yeah. like, and then has like just the most, it, it, it's really like attacked on like, oh, I guess I should be nicer and like apologies to the two of them. And then just that's and it. like, yeah, yeah, like, 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 like literally. Yeah. It doesn't feel like there's enough of a record. You're going to go. Oh, okay. What was it about? Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 He has like the most fucking basic level of like well like he just literally here's here's the here's his big turnaround his big turnaround is that he just recognizes the reality of his life like to mm-hmm. like the bare minimum of degree he takes oh i guess i've been kind of a cock yeah, yeah and then he's uh, like oh yeah. i'm sorry for being kind of a cock yeah 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 and then i mean honest honestly knives comes out looking great during this she's gonna be fine i mean yeah. probably you know, but like, yeah, like, I mean, I mean, you, he just, he just slut shames. Well, I guess not slut shame. Well, no, he does slut shame. He, uh, that, that is the proper word. I didn't want to use the word slut, but then I realized, no, there's a reason why slut shame is the word. He slut shames Ramona Flowers just constantly, right? What's it called? And then she points out, she's just like, you suck. And then he's kind of like, oh, I mean, I guess kind of, right? Uh, but then in this weird, like, kind of like kitschy, like affectation heavy way that made me want to fucking made me wish made me wish that dear sweet nadia that our dear sweet nadia had come through with her yak and just oh my god it was yeah insane. i mean i guess i guess i don't really understand what the emotional arc of this movie is like i don't understand what like the character journey is and like you know i i feel kind of dweeby talking like that but like we you know we've been talking a lot in in these about like what separates like you know good popcorn movies from bad popcorn movies and like you know really smooth marvel movies from like more interesting like superhero movies and it's like you know do they have like the character arc figured out you know does it understand what the emotional stakes of this are and like you know does it have some kind of weight there you know and i just i don't understand like what he's supposed to learn by like fighting with her exes like, I don't, yeah. You know what it is? You know what it is? You know what it is? It's people that think, like, like being sad is a personality. You know what I mean, right? Right, right, right? Because he's, like, a sad piece of shit that turns into a happy piece of shit, right? And therefore, he's redeemed, which is ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Like, there are plenty of pieces of shit that go through their life perfectly happy. That doesn't make them good or moral or anything. And you don't need to be good or moral. Like, the, main, like, like, like the characters in, your, in whatever medium you're expressing, like, they don't have to be good people. Like, they don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right? Like, 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 you can have characters... Right? I mean, Nadia I mean, is not a great person. Nadia is not a great person. Fucking Aguirre, right? The Wrath of God. Not a great person, right? But a good movie, right? Because you got this... Right, right? Because it's, it's, it's this examination of this, of this man going through this journey. There's no journey for Scott. All that yeah. happens is he wants... Right, right, right? He's, 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 he's a goddamn sex pest, right? Right? Mm-hmm. I'll call him out, right? Scott Pilgrim is... Hashtag Scott Pilgrim is over party, Right? right scott pilgrim does does cancelable offenses right and then and then and then he he basically just decides that he uh, uh that this girl that he's i mean i mean he's never seemed to be into knives he just seems to be like trying to he's just picking like a like 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 a a young impressionable girl he's rebounding right? like he's been yes. dumped a while back exactly. and he's rebounding he's just yes. like, oh, she's kind of a slump yes. Yes. You know? a young. she's there yes 
literal girl. I'm not being misogynistic. She's literally a girl. Yes. She's a child, right? And he just is trying to, right? And she is just, because fucking dude, like, I remember, like, being, like, around Knives' age and being at this party and, like, my friend's, like, older brother was there and he brought us all this booze, right? And he's just, like, playing beer pong and shit like that. And he was, like, 22, 23 and just being, like, weird. damn. That guy. Well, that's the thing. At the time... Whoa, whoa, whoa. At the time, you're like that guy's so cool, but exactly. in any kind of retrospect, like that guy's weird. What the fuck? What were you? What were you doing here? Yeah, exactly. What were you trying to? Grooming. Like, That's that, the only reason. Exactly. You're, I mean, not, bro, not honestly, always literally, but I mean, a lot of the time, literally. Bro, honestly, just, I saw him talking like, to girls. I saw him talking to girls yeah, in my grade. Yeah, yeah. yeah Which is like yeah. it's it's easier. You know, they're more easily yeah. impressed. I don't have to put in much work here. Yeah. Like I can yeah. just show up and be cool by virtue of being old. Yeah, I've like, been to college. That's it. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? And like, what's it called? I could show my real ID and get this beer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I did that when I was like a freshman in college. I remember like I went back to like a like a party mm. with like these kids I was friends with in the grade before me. Right now, I like, kind of did that. And then like after doing that, there's part of that's kind of like, why did I do that? Like that was like I had this moment of like self reflection at like eighteen, nineteen. I was like, this is an easy way to get some approval. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what I did. I was like dumb man at a party one time because I did that, and then I was just kind of like, right? And I was kind of like, bro, what am I doing? Right? And then I didn't do that again. And you know what? Glad I didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 like. That's the thing. Like, like, what's it? Called? Like, it, it was, it was, it, it, it was just. It, it's, it's, it's. He's, he's a pathetic bitch, and I hate him. And yeah, it's all kind of a roundabout way of saying that. Just. Again, I, I don't feel like anything is learned in this. Yes. Like, the, I mean, the basic the basis of all storytelling is like your hero like goes out and confronts obstacles, but through that, really, what he's doing is like confronting his own issues and like learning something, or you know, in a tragedy, like failing to learn something and being overcome by his own faults. Yes. And like neither of these things really happens. Like his his journey is mostly about confronting Ramona's issues. Yeah, and I guess I guess you could say that like maybe his Ramona realization is, is maybe his realization is a like is that like his baggage is really the thing that matters. But again, it feels like tacked on. Yeah, um, yeah, and you know it's just he is an incredibly annoying character that like I just it's hard. I, you, you know, yeah. Sorry, here. you you say your thing, and then I'm gonna say something. You say your thing. Look, okay. I talked last week about how I was excited for some, you know, obviously facetiously because pe these people are way over overrepresented all overrepresented already. But it was nice to get some some representation finally for sensitive nerds, just because it was you know Max Fisher, despite being just uh, you know. Obviously, a very messed up kid is like ultimately fairly lovable. Like yeah. in a, you know, yes. And, and, oh my god! Like, because again, he's like a character that I relate to. You know, I am also yeah. a sensitive nerd, and like so, it's nice. You know, be, seeing a character that you relate to, like achieve some kind of catharsis, like and thereby you can receive some kind of catharsis yourself. Um, like that's again like the foundation of storytelling. Watching this movie, just. Reminded me of a bunch of stuff I don't like about myself. Yes, yes. 
my it's God. unfair to like apply like my own psycho psychosexual baggage to this movie. Yeah, it just I I hated Scott Pilgrim because of all of the things that I hate about myself. Like, yes, and I also just there is a part of me that's just like not allowed to be a nerd who fucks. Yes. That's just you're not allowed to. No, 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 yeah, no. If well, I, even though they if all I, are, yeah. They, they no no seriously like 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 I always thought that was like a like a bullshit trope that like all the band people right are all like the nerds fuck first and then literally I remember like senior year of my high school was a really weird year because you know, we all just kind of realized we're all just kind of like you know what guys we've all kind of been on this journey together nerd jock whatever none of it matters fuck it right so everyone so you did end up club. So like basically club. <laughs> my 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 interpretation yeah, no that's that's not yeah. unique that's kind of just you know what happens but. Okay, well, it happened specifically with me. I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're being like this. I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm just trying to tell a story here. All right? I'm trying to share a little bit about myself, and then here you come, here you come, old steamroller Rob, just to steamroller over me, right? Like a dog in the street, you know what I mean? That you would, that you would not even step over, you would step on, right? Like, like, like. But like, yes, like, you are correct. In fact, the weird theater kids were the ones who were like absolutely sexually ambitious, but like at again, a disgustingly young age. Yes. Yeah. I knew. I knew. I knew one that thirteen. Again, not not fair to apply this to this movie, but it's hard to as as someone who was I was, wasn't a theater nerd, but I was a nerd. It's hard not to feel. Damn it, it's, dude! It's even worse for me. I was a jock. I was supposed to fuck, and I did it. Yeah. I'm so mad. I, I, I felt reminded of my failures in a way that I did not. Yes. Enjoy. Yes. Yeah. I remember when I watched this uh, uh, fucking. You, you, you know what brought me some semblance of joy, actually, though, in this movie? Right? Because I what watched it. I watched Wings uh, one day, and then the next day I watched yeah, me too. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Is it, the idea that, like, he's 22, right? So let's say he goes mm-hmm. up with Ramona and they end up getting married and having kids and blah, 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 right? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is, is that in about 20 years, he's going to just be like Nadia. But oh, about yeah, he's not going to. Yes. Yeah, he's he's gonna grow up to a to be just a a, a vaguely disappointed and resentful middle aged man who feels exactly like exactly. Life him something exactly and that and yeah, that do. and that and that brought because me he didn't of, learn anything here he did not yes. learn actual humility he, he just learned that if you say the right things you'll get what you want yeah if, the moral of the story is if you say you're sorry you don't get in trouble anymore which is and you terrible. get laid exactly yeah. even you you could fuck it. Either of them. Take your pick, buddy. Do you know how much I've said sorry? A lot. Yeah. Doesn't work. I have treated it like a spell that will just erase people's memories. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and, it's, and they've been truly baffled when it doesn't work. And honestly, mm-hmm. to a degree, I blame movies like this because I watched movies like this and was like, oh, okay. Right? Right? And that's the thing. That might be partially my fault, but also I'm going to blame them. So, because that's easier. But no, it, it's, it's truly... A truly repugnant movie. Um, what's it called? Not good. And, and and that's the thing is that like I mean I mean I just keep coming back to this like 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 your characters don't have to be good people, but they should fucking something should happen. Something should. What was the climax of this movie? Like I keep screaming that in my head. What the fuck was the climax of this movie? What was it? What was it when he found out that she like dated a girl for a week? Was that it? Was that supposed to be the climax of this movie? Was no, it I think it's when he dies. That's, that's the climax? He literally dies because he's an idiot, 
because he's stupid, right? But he picked up a life earlier. And he gets to, like, that's when he has his moment of, like, self-actualization, I guess, and loses his life. Again, it's... The basis of him picking up a life is a goddamn pun. Fuck. Yes. So he says, I'm going to get a life. That's that's something that we haven't talked about that I feel like we should. Again, what we meant when we said there are a lot of affectations in this is the whole thing is, like, chock full of, like, just shit from nerd shit. Yes. You know, um, comic books, anime, video games. games. Like, every time he defeats someone, he gets, like, coins. Um, You know, when there's, like, a... When, like, there's a noise, like, a bell ringing or a telephone, it'll have, like, the the bring, like... uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Like, a comic book. Yeah, 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 the onomatopoeia spelled out in the air. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is... It got tiring real quick. Yeah, like yeah. Yeah. Um, Yet another movie that made me kind of see what ISIS was talking about. All right. Parody. <laughs> parody. Parody. But speaking of parody, I'm telling you right I will, now. I will say I, I don't wanna I don't wanna just shit on this movie. Cause I I didn't it didn't work for me ultimately, but this is I would say the most competently made of probably all of the ones that you've given me. And like there were there, I, I can see why I enjoyed it in the past. And, like, I did genuinely enjoy parts of this. I thought I, I genuinely laughed at, like, several points. Yeah. Um, like, the music is actually really good. Um, yeah, the music's, yeah, the music. But, like, because it, it was all done by, like, real people. Like, yeah. Scott Pilgrim's band was, Beck did the music for it. Um, the, like, his ex-girlfriend's band was, like, Metric. Like, there are a lot of, like, real musicians who made music for this movie. Yeah. So, like, well, sounds really good. Um, yeah, if you like, like indie, if you don't like indie, I'm sorry, you're gonna hate it. But if oh, you like yeah. indie, I mean, yeah, I, I was into, yeah, of course you were, yeah. Time yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. you're real vampire weekend type guy. Accurate, yeah. Give me, yeah. give me some Beck demos, man. I'm there. Yeah. Um, I listen to all that shit too. That's what everyone was listening to back then, and I am nothing yeah. if not a follower. Although I've become something much greater, a leader, a commissar, some would say. Leading people into the glorious land of the Age of Empires soundtrack. <laughs> it's the future. Yeah, the future is the past. I mean, if you if you believe that we are likely headed for societal collapse, we, absolutely, it's likely, it's likely that you know, thirty or forty years time, we all will just be playing lutes as the world burns around us and the seas are fire. I told I was talking to you yesterday about how I'm trying to convince my wife to let me buy gold. Like little ten dollar gold bars, mm-hmm. yeah, because they don't know they're worth ten dollars. The people mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to bribe to let me and my family live. Real fallout hours over at the yeah. my last name household, but what's it called? No, it it it, it yeah. What? I was. I mean, I was also just in continuing to try and compliment this movie. I was just gonna say it has like a stacked cast too. Like, it does. I don't really like. Michael Sarah all that much. I mean, he's been okay in things, but like he's he's a tough flavor, you know. Yeah. Um, he can get like he can be just kind of low key upsetting the way he is in this movie pretty easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but like a lot of the supporting cast is really fucking good. Um, yeah. Aubrey Plaza is always good. 
Aubrey Plaza is always good. Kieran Culkin, who plays his like salty gay roommate. That's who that is. Yes. Oh my god, that was he's, killing me the whole he, time. He's so fucking funny in this movie. Like he I is. just, I want, I wanted a movie about him. Just yeah. Like, it, let Scott Pilgrim be a character in the background of this movie that he just that would actually be justifiable. This, this is the other theme of this podcast. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm still here. Did I lose you? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Did I lose you? You look very happy. Apparently, you can't hear me. You look I can very still happy. Hear you, but I am very happy. Did I lose you? I guess you're gone. All right, and we're back. I you I was never gone, but you were gone. No, 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 you were gone. Anyway, this no. whole time I heard you saying, "Did I lose you? Did I lose you? You look happy. Did I lose you?" But so you did look happy. But anyway, I was just I was singing the praises of Kieran Culkin. Um, you know, you know what's another theme of this podcast is just you and I rewriting movies. Yeah, because yeah, yeah I mean, he's such a more interesting and likable character. Like, yeah, I don't know what it would be about because he doesn't really seem to have any problems. He's just no. walking around like turning straight guys and having like threesomes, you know. He's an Ubermensch. Yeah, but but if like Scott Pilgrim was just an object of like mild scorn in the background of his movie that he was yeah. making fun of, so much better. It would even but, be good. It would even be good if it was the exact plot of this movie, but just shown from Wallace's perspective, where Scott is doing all this fighting and bullshit. Because there's like, what do you think of the fight scenes? They were okay. Um, you know, they were... Yeah. It's, again, it's like they're a little over busy. Um, I could use yeah. with a little just less stuff happening. Yeah. It's a very 2010-era action type. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, even beyond that, just, like, having the, the guys do, like, the anime power-up poses and, like... Again, like, Edgar Wright is, like, a skilled director who can, like, put a scene yeah. together. So, like, you know, they flow well and they're fun, but, you know, sometimes just, it's like this is such a sugar rush of a movie that sometimes you need to, a little bit of restraint goes a long way, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, absolutely. And, 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 and also, I will say, honestly, Michael, very distracting. Because remember, at one point, Jackie was like, oh, you know, Michael Sarah actually has some muscle. And I said to her, uh, no, he actually doesn't. He just has no fat. And so uh, you can literally yeah. just see the muscles. Uh, yeah. because he has nothing else on him. No, that's the thing. No, it was also very funny just to have a, one, one of the skinniest people I've ever seen in my life, Michael Sarah, Just like seven Chris Evans. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So like that was the thing that honestly made the fight scenes actually kind of interesting, I thought, was just that it was just like this guy who just should be getting just the shit kicked out of him constantly. Michael Sarah, I don't know if Michael Sarah's ever been in a fight Right, but if he has, I refuse to believe he's ever won one. He's just—he strikes me as someone who would like scuffle with someone outside like a bar in Brooklyn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like not right. really like fight, but just kind of like shove a little bit and yeah, like, shut like what the fuck, man, as he walks away. Yeah, you remember all those like fights that like um, what the fuck's his name? Shia LaBeouf got in. Yeah. No, I mean, kind of, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of those, like a lot of like bar centered, like. Like night out centered, like just kind of like, kind of like mostly like, just like, pussy. Yeah, like like white guys shouting, "Hold me back, bro." Um, yes. Yeah, and that's a white guy who was multiple times shouted, "Hold me back, bro." Uh, let me tell you something. That's all. That's all bark. That's all yeah. bark. Yeah, there's no bark. Uh, that's why I said it. But yes. yeah, but, yeah. but uh, no. I really, I just, I just want to keep talking about Kieran Culkin because I love him so much. Wait, have you have you seen Succession? 
No, no, I haven't. He's, it's, it's, I, I don't usually go for shows that are just about terrible people being catty to each other, but it's like, of, of that kind of show, it's about as good as you can get. Like, it's, do you ever see Peep Show? Uh, no, I never saw Peep Show. It's like a British that's sitcom. One, that's one, are we the which, baddies? Yes. But yeah, yeah, I've honestly, seen like clips. That actually might be the best representation of our friendship because it's about these two roommates, one of whom is a very like stuffed shirt, like repressed dude, and the other one is just like his dude who like lives with him without paying rent and just kind of like smokes weed and like tries to make beats on his like laptop all day, you know, and like talk just spouts like weird conspiracy theories. Yes, yes, that's ab- absolutely. Actually, just to kind of, what's sh- it called? You should watch Peep Show just to, like, see what a good ca- encapsulation of our vibe it is. Honestly, honestly, I think I might. I, I was yeah. thinking... It's a, it's a great show, too. Yeah. I, it was just making me think about the fact that, like, I remember, like, when I, when, when I was trying to become a cop for that little while, what's it called? Uh, mm-hmm. beca- because, I, because I watched a comedy movie. <laughs> anyway... Moving along. Well, when I yeah, did try but, to do that, but there was a, um, I remember like, you know, they ask you about like, like, like have you ever like uh, bought or sold like drugs basically? And I was like, and I was thinking about it and I was like, I actually like barely ever because I just always just showed up and smoked. And that is <laughs> like, that is, if you want to know who I am, that's yeah. me. Yes. That's me. Be like, Oh man. Oh, are we smoking? <laughs> yeah. Me. I, yes, I, I'm I, that guy. I did not get a, a a job with the county because my uh, uh as a 911 dispatcher that I applied for at one point because my answer to the like drug screening questions were all like how many times have you smoked weed I don't know uh between uh probably less than a thousand but I'm not entirely sure yeah yeah, yeah. exactly exa- yeah yeah anyway We're, yes no but that no but that, that that's oh my god no that it, it's it's honestly honestly you know what if you're gonna if you're gonna watch it if you're gonna watch it Watch it. Don't watch it. Actually, don't watch this. Watch Succession. Well, I, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I hadn't even finished my point. This is we were way too digressive. <laughs> so we were, we, were, we were in the middle of yeah, I was in the middle of making a point about Succession, by which, but I had to detour to make a point about Peep Show, um, yeah. because because uh, Succession is actually written as the, by the same guy as Peep Show. The point of which was just Succession is basically just an hour long sitcom. Like if you look at it as like just vaguely dramatic Seinfeld. Like, that's, that's basically what it is. It's a sitcom about terrible people, but with, like... Speaking of dating you know, a 17-year-old. But it's... Yeah. But it's, like... <laughs> but it's also, you know, it's also got things to say about, like, finance, um, which, you know... But anyway, the point I was making about that is just... Cur- so, again, this is... They're, like... This is, they're, this is, like, a Russian nesting doll of points, but, like, the ultimate point buried within all of this is just... God, like, you're becoming me. Yeah, no, it's it's really bad, but <laughs> just that Kieran Culkin is in succession and he's really good. That's really the whole point I was building to. You think he's Plays better like, than Macaulay? I have not. Yeah, I mean, I have not seen any of Macaulay's adult work. I don't know if he has any really. Saved. I haven't seen it. Um, you haven't seen Saved? No. Nope. Oh, Saved's actually good. If I remember, it might also just be like one of those like Bush era movies where it's just like. You believe these Jesus people? You yeah. know, you, you, you can't date your work. You gotta make it timeless, like Black Knight. Or Wings. Or Wings. But, 
but yeah, he just he plays like this like enfant terrible of this like terrible child, terrible child like of this like um, you know of the like ultra wealthy family that like is at the center of the show, but is like he's kind of like also the best of his job at any of them, but is also just a complete psychopath who can like only come when getting yelled at by a like powerful older woman. Um, so so wait, hold on. So you're he's me. Yeah, he's you. Except yeah. like, except extremely wealthy and you know looks like Kieran Culkin. Okay, but, okay, but I mean, but besides those, yeah. I don't know. Everything you just said, yeah, the enfant terrible of a rich family who who is uh, who is like weirdly competent. Uh, who's weirdly yeah, competent but they're not. They're not. I mean, it's they're not like. Um, has like, a maid like, some days wealthy. They're like super yacht wealthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're not. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Oh, uh, um, uh, my parents didn't do the cleaning in our house. Wealthy. They're the. Uh, they're the. Uh, they're like if the house. They're like cleaning. if the house gets too dirty, they'll just buy a new one. New house. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 It's very, that, that's the funniest thing is that when you were because like growing up rich, like just realizing, just realizing like there's a whole. I didn't realize that until I actually went to L.A. and then in like the circle I was running in in L.A. I was like the poor kid basically yeah. in my circle. And I was like, holy shit. There's just a whole nother level of wealth. That's mm-hmm. like, that's like, yeah, like, like we're like, because like literally like I had to take the bus because like my parents were like, no, we're not going to buy you, buy you a car. Are you insane? And like mm-hmm. everyone else who I was living with, all their parents bought them cars. And I was just like, right. Like, yeah. What? It's like, like uh, that like later season Sopranos episode where AJ is dating that girl and like he doesn't he doesn't want to let on that he's like rich because they like you know they have a they have like live in help you know yeah. they have a maid who like comes in sometimes and helps yeah. I guess that's not live in that's the opposite of live in yeah but like they've got you know they've got a nice McMansion and see he doesn't want to let her know and then he goes to visit her and her dad is like a financier and they have like just just a fucking castle yeah like yeah with you know just you cannot see a neighbor yeah 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 yeah. literally one of the guys i was out there with in la his family flew me to oklahoma city back where they lived right for me to work in a burger stand with them for uh for this uh tennis tournament they were throwing uh like completely paid like like my my air flight uh uh housing uh, like, and then literally paid me for this, like everything, everything, all the expense. Paid. Even like bought me like a shirt and everything, mm-hmm. like which you know me, you want to get to my heart, you give me apparel. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was yeah, insane. Bit of a but, clothes source. I but bro, bro, if you think bro, I ordered these shorts, these paisley shorts, bro. I'm 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 gonna become a Spresatera guy. That's my. New I'm thing. making fun of you again. You're wearing your dad's hand-me-down golf shirt that has a picture Not, of no, on it. This is the one I bought at the thrift store, the one that you really, <laughs> really liked, and I was thinking about giving you, but now it's not gonna happen. Oh well, that's I'm I'm really disappointed by that. I have a bunch of really shitty shirts. If you want those. Yeah, I'd like something with a lot of Matt Musk on it, please. Uh, I have these shirts that I believe the brand name is called uh, Average Joe. Or it might just be Joe's <laughs> shirts or something like that. Very bad. I'm going to give them to you. Okay. Well, I, I think, unless you have anything more to say, I think that... It's going to be like just, our shortest episode. Yeah, just the lesson here is don't watch Scott Pilgrim, but do watch Succession. Yeah, watch Succession, watch Wings. Don't watch Scott Pilgrim. You literally like don't have to. Like there are some movies where I'm just like, it's really bad, but like fuck it, it's worth a watch. Like a hate watch. Yeah, like 
you're not going to get any, you're going to watch Scott Pilgrim because literally I cannot tell you enough. Like I watched this movie once upon a time and then forgot every single point of this movie. I forgot every, it's only, yeah. It is simultaneously like an enjoyable and annoying movie. Yeah. And you're like just, the a lot. and ultimately it just kind of comes out and just kind of a, it's just a fart. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just, yes. Yeah. You're nope. fine. Just you're fine. You're fine. Don't watch it. Just yeah. Just do some meth. Play some uh, asteroids while also you know jerking off to anime porn, and you'll get pretty much the the same effect. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Maybe Honestly, Galaga, not asteroids. Yeah. 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 Place it. Yeah. Play, yeah. Spend spend a whole bunch of money buying a buying, buying a Galaga machine because mm-hmm. you're a, a twee fuck, and and play that while you're playing in your shitty band and, and you're a big piece of shit and you're dating a high schooler for some reason. I really can't get fucking over that. Such a goddamn, like, like, this is such a, this is such a perverse movie made by everyone. I want to, I want to arrest. I want to, I'm going to sit, if I ever meet Michael Sarah, I'm going to citizens arrest him. And I'm going to tell you, I could do it. Okay. What is a cop other than a person, than an armed person with handcuffs? I have various melee weapons, and I'm basically handcuffs away from becoming a cop. So that's it. You know what I mean? I'm not racist, though, so that kind of hold that against me. But he is foreign, so technically still fits in. So I could do it. My point is, Michael Sarah, I am threatening you legally. I am legally telling you I'm going to cause you harm if I meet you. I'm I don't like act- this bit. I don't like this bit. I think it needs to be stated for the record that this is a bit that he is doing everything in his power to make this not a bit. I think the only thing saving us right now is that we have literally two listeners. But Sarah, I'm going to find you. You're a human being with an address, okay. Michael. Okay. You're a human okay. being with an address. We're moving on. We're okay. moving on. All right going to find him stop i'm going to go to los angeles prepare handcuffs buy a star map oh my god do you think michael Sarah is on the star map <laughs> it's like tom cruise and kate winslet and michael Sarah. <laughs> fucking george michael from arrested development is <laughs> on the star map like he had a moment but no, he- no, he's he's fine. I mean, he's still gonna get arrested by me, but he's he's fine. <laughs> I didn't say I was gonna kill him. I'm just going to arrest him. Very different. He'll do. He'll do a few Matt, years. My basement. The, I don't have a basement. The only way the arc of your life ends is with you shooting up a pizza place without actually hurting anyone. And like, like that, like that guy. As as you are being hauled off in handcuffs, yelling, "As we go, one we go all." That's just <laughs> how it ends for you. Remember on the other podcast where I was afraid to do a QAnon episode because I was afraid that Keegan would start researching QAnon and become red pilled. Yeah, you're you're just you're projecting. I am projecting. I'm yeah. absolutely projecting. But no, um, actually, it's a very funny image. Just to imagine me with a baseball bat and handcuffs, just just riding on all of those. Have you ever been to LA? Yeah. Yeah, you know they have all those like uh, all those like buses. Right, yeah. where they're like, you know, right, just going from bus to bus to bus on on those like little like star tours, just being like, 
Where does Michael Sarah live? <laughs> <laughs> Take me to Michael Sarah's mansion. Going to going to fight my way through the hordes of security. <laughs> Villa de Sarah. <laughs> oh, we probably Chateau Chateau Sarah. <laughs> just me just from me. his youth and revolt money. <laughs> Just me, just me in a scuba outfit, just just swimming around the Caribbean, popping up on every island, being like Sarah. Is is this is this the Isle of Little Saint Mikey? <laughs> oh my God! I'm going to find him. Okay, Jesus Christ. Okay, we're moving on. So what have I okay. been watching? Um, I asked that. Okay, okay, that's your cue. You can ask it now. Well, I don't know. You've been pretty unfair to my... uh... What have you been watching? Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, So, so I I watched another Larissa Shapitko movie, um, her final movie. She actually only made uh, four movies. She died at like 41 in a car accident. Yeah, but her her final movie... uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, the Ascent, uh, which is about, it's, it's set during World War II. Uh, it's about partisans in Belarusia. Um, and is just, you know, as, with, as you would expect from the subject matter, like fairly brutal. Like it is not a, a fun watch, but it is like, it is honestly like an incredible movie. Like I, it's like, she's, I, I haven't seen any of her other movies, but just on the strength of those two movies alone, like she's, why are you smiling? I just remembered what movie I'm going to assign you. Keep going. Oh, fuck. Okay. Um, well, it's just, it, yeah. It's, it gets cited a lot as, like, one of, the, one of, if not the best Soviet movies of the 70s. And, like, it's hard to argue with it. Like, it's just, honestly, I can't recommend it highly enough. Like, it turns into, like, it has a lot of similar themes to Wings, like, in terms, but it, it turns into this, like, almost, like, uh, Christ and Judas story, um, but just as well done as I have ever seen. Like the last twenty or thirty minutes are just like emotionally gutting. Like it's not like big on like it's not Schindler's List. It's not big on just like wallowing in atrocity. Yeah. I mean, again, it's like it's a fairly emotionally brutal movie, but it's like human at the same time, and it's it's. Like kind like there are moments of like spiritual liberation. It's like it's it's really an incredible movie. It's hard yeah. to describe, but I I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, yeah, you know I actually have a um a friend who's like uh, I guess his great uncle was a partisan. Okay. Well, well, well. Fun fact. So basically, what would happen is if uh, one of these partisan groups found you, sometimes uh, they'd just be like, uh, "You're in the army now." So yeah. that's what happened to him. Yeah, and he yeah. got killed. Uh, what's it called by the Nazis? But uh, yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's kind of like, what are you gonna do? Someone's yeah. gonna conscript you. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, might as well it be us. Either, it was either the partisans or it was the Red Army. But it was really weird because a lot of those partisans like were like they basically did like a, 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 a I was gonna say a reverse gladio, but I guess that is just gladio, right? <laughs> like yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot the, of them the were Army. like they'd been cut off, and like even if you found your way back to the Red Army, they might just shoot you. So mm. you might as well just keep fighting. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very, yeah. Yeah. Very cool that uh, all the bad partisans uh, are now all just, uh, their descendants are all just uh, Ukrainian politicians. Anyway, moving on. 
So the only other movie I watched this week is Cloud Atlas. Have you ever seen that? No. Okay. No. It is, I, am I going to watch it? I, th- I thought about assigning it to, it to you. I don't think I'm going to. Like, it's, it is not a Wait, good... Wait, is it Tom Hanks Chinese in that at one point? There are a lot of people who are doing, like, Asian face in that movie. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, which is... And it's... It, again, it's not, like, a good movie in any traditional sense of the word. It's, like, the Wachowski sisters, after they made The Matrix, their whole career has been super weird. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's like, telling... S- six stories all at the same time all of which are totally tonally different um it does not really cohere it's one of the most ham-fisted movies i've ever seen but at the same time i kind of really like it like it's kind of a bad movie in almost every way but there's just something about it it's just so like heart on its sleeve earnest and like its heart is like kind of in the same in in the right place for the most part which is it even though like again like 80 percent of the movie i would say just flat out does not work there's just enough that like just hits like exactly on a frequency that like works for just specifically me like i can't imagine most people would ever want to see this movie but like it is it is my freddy got fingered yes yeah, yes. it just, it is, yes. it, it hits my frequency. Just, I can't recommend this to anyone else in good conscience, but if you want, like, a movie about, like, sci-fi robot Jesus, um, oh my God. Tom Hanks also does, like, Korean face, uh, but is also, in another timeline, playing, like, a jabbering post-apocalyptic islander who's speaking in, like, pidgin English to, like, Angel Halle Berry, while, like, hallucinated devil Hugo Weaving is, like, whispering in his ear, like, to, like, settle the fate of humanity. Like, again, it's, it is a nuts no, movie. Is definitely the devil. Yeah, no. That's, that's the point of the movie. The, yeah. the overarching yeah. theme of Cloud Atlas is that Hugo Weaving is literally the devil. Throughout all timelines, in all places, yeah. Hugo, Hugo Weaving is the devil. Is the devil. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember where you were when you found out he's British? Uh, probably while I was watching The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, but you don't have to be an asshole about it. <laughs> that was very shocking for me. It was like him and like finding out like McNulty was British. Oh, well, I mean, McNulty, like, McNulty never quite figures out his American accent. There are no, like, clips you can find from season one of The Wire. Like, whenever he starts yelling, he's just English. Like, he yeah. can't yell in an American accent. Yeah. And especially Incredible like, performance, all the less. Yeah. Or nonetheless, but still, yeah. Do you remember that there's a scene where he tries to do like a very thick like Baltimore accent? Do you remember he's the pretending scene? to be the serial killer? Yes. Do you remember the scene where, where he does a like a fake British accent? Like he has to like go undercover as a British guy and does this like over the top English accent. Like, I actually don't remember that. That's fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's the same scene where he's he's infiltrating a brothel and like as a part of a staying operation and like just fucks the prostitutes like to completion. He's so cool. He's yeah. so cool. McDonald's so cool. Another, like, uh, along with Justified, another show about just a cop who's just the worst at his job, but kind of incredible so all the same. Cool. Yeah. So cool. Just, just, you want to talk about like how, but like, like it's funny. Cause it's like not a very flattering depiction of BPD, 
which there isn't really a very flattering depiction you can make of of the Baltimore Police Department, but right. at the same time, like 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 you you just end up loving some of these fucking idiot cops. Yeah, and it's just like I mean, well, really, who do you love? You love McNulty, Turk, and then you love Herc. Herc? Oh, I loved Herc. <laughs> I mean, I loved Herc. He's funny. I would not. I don't have affection for him exactly. Literally, literally, my profile picture on Facebook for a while was just Herc. <laughs> I loved Herc so much. I just the him. like the evidence planting gorilla. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was just yeah, dude. No, when he like when he's on the mayor's detail, and then he just walks in on the mayor getting like a fucking blowjob, and then just and then the mayor's just like, "You're not gonna say anything, right?" And he's like, "What?" And then he just gets promoted. <laughs> it's so cool. He, he does kind of just. Like for a while, just bumble his way up the chain of command until he like, until he like tries to frame like a black pastor. Yeah, as, and then they're like, okay, this is too far. This is too far. Yeah, but until the, I mean, he literally could have been chief one day if he had just yeah. shut the fuck up. And honestly, would have been the perfect chief for BPD. <laughs> Such a dog shit fucking racket. But anyway, you know what's so funny about them? You know what's funny about Baltimore Police? If you join Baltimore Police. What's it called? You have to stay in Baltimore. Like, 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 like you have to remain part of that department mm-hmm. for like, oh, like, like years, like, like a ridiculously long amount of time, just because they had such a problem of people like, like basically like going through BPD training and everything and becoming a cop and then just immediately leaving, just immediately yeah. leaving for another, for another police department, like uh, <laughs> making a lateral move. Mm-hmm. It called, just over and over again to such a point that they were literally losing money that it was becoming a huge <laughs> money sink for the city uh, anywhere they, else please anywhere yeah. else if you if you <clears throat> leave before if you like quit before like i think it's like five or six years on the force mm-hmm. you literally have to pay them for your training yeah which is like tens of thousands of dollars i had i had to make the same agreement when i was signing up to be a uh bus driver at my college like, you're like if we're gonna invest but it makes a certain amount of sense it's like if we're gonna train you to get a cdl like you yeah. have to work for at least six months yeah yeah but that's like six months like we're talking like multiple years yeah years of your life as a baltimore police officer very funny very i mean there's like a whole arc in that show where they're like trying to like hire a new police chief and they like need to get someone with experience from like outside the BPD. So they're not totally corrupt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. How much money can we offer to attract them? And the city council's like $60,000 or something like that. <laughs> so fucking funny. What a shitty, what a fucking awful department. Just that's so fucking funny. And then like the one, Remember, and then there's, like, the one cop that actually brings, like, some semblance of peace to, like, the city. And then they're just like, what? No. Like, Hamsterdam? Remember Hamsterdam? Yeah. Bro, I almost bought a shirt that said Hamsterdam. <laughs> Wish I had. That's such a good show. You know what's so funny, though? Remember they did that show, and then they did Treme afterwards, and they are like, from the maker of The Wire. And I was like, all right, The Wire in New Orleans? This could be cool. And then I watched it. I was like, it was just about jazz. Yeah, I was so mad. There was, was so much so... jazz in that show. Every show had like literally like 10 minutes of just watching people play jazz. You're not going to make me care about jazz. You can't, you can't fucking say like The Wire, which like captures like the entirety of the city, like all the different aspects, all the different estates, like within the city. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like you can't, right? Like you can't fucking but do it, that. And, and it grew like... all of that from like, from like just the seed of like, what if we made a show about the drug trade? Yes, exactly, exactly. You can't, re- right? you can't replace heroin with uh, a trombone. 
I, I'm so fucking mad. The only episode of that show where I watched the entire episode was where there's one where I had a buddy at Tulane who was in the show. What's it mm-hmm. called? And so, and so I literally just watched an entire episode of it until I saw him and was like, all right, fuck you. And then turned it off. Not to my friend. <laughs> I love my friend. But, but that was just, oh my God. Did I tell you, actually, I, me and some of my buddies, we were such big fans of The Wire that we actually went to Baltimore and did our own Wire tour. You've told in me those neighborhoods. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and <clears throat> let me tell you something. Those neighborhoods, what's it called? You, you step out as a white kid from Bethesda, and they think you're there for one reason and one reason only. And you know what? <laughs> that, fair enough, honestly. But yeah, yeah. I went to the, I went to the, uh, I went to the store where Omar gets, uh, spoiler alert, uh, killed. And, um, what's it called? Uh, like that's like an actual store. Like that's just, they just yeah. filmed that in a convenience store. I went there and I bought a Georgetown hat. What's it called? Very nice <laughs> Korean lady behind the thing. Very confused when we were there. Uh, but yeah, what's it called? Very nice. Did you tell her you went to Georgetown? I did. I actually oh did. <laughs> I did. She was like, Oh, very good school. And I was just like, it is. Was that racist? I don't think that was racist. Anyway, moving along. Did what I do a racist accent? I don't think I did a racist accent. We're fine. Anyway, let's go. You know what you're getting from this show. What have you been watching? Um, I've been watching uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World and Wings. Um, let's go. I'm watching a lot of this just fucking awful show, PJ Masks. Whenever my kids put it on, like a lot of the time I try to watch the shows with my kids, you know, just to kind of, you know, be with them. And I like watching TV, whatever. Mm-hmm. The shows are mostly fine. But like, Every time I put on PJ Masks, I literally just get up and leave. I can't watch this show with them. It's so bad. It's so fucking bad. If you have kids, don't let them watch PJ Masks. It's worse than Minions, honestly. Because um, at least the Minions, it's kind of like, it's a fun bit to watch the Minions. Even though I literally now know every line of the Minions movie, which is my own personal hell. But yeah, PJ Masks sucks. Uh, DuckTales, pretty good. Uh, PJ Masks, bad. Uh, but my kids have really been into Animaniacs, so I've been watching a ton of Animaniacs. And honestly, do they do new Animaniacs? No, 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 no. I got it all on DVD. Classic. Anim- you have all Animaniacs on DVD? Oh yeah, come on. <laughs> That's not actually that surprising. No, I am an Animaniac. I, I want to kind of see your DVD library. It's Just- honestly wild. It's really wild. I have all of Homicide Life on the Street and all really? of Animaniacs. I've, yes. ne- I've actually never seen an episode of Homicide. I've read the book. Oh. Read the book. Read the yeah, book, I read the book. Motherfucker, you've read the book. I'll give you that. When I give you back Rushmore, I'm going to give you my box set of uh, Homicide Life on the Street. It's it is really something I've good. always wanted to watch, yeah. It's really good. Fucking Richard Belzer as Munch, who he becomes on SVU. What's mm-hmm. it called? Richard Belzer as Munch, fantastic. Fantastic exploration of Baltimore he's, and the city. He's played that character on like several other TV shows too. Yes. Like he literally shows up in an episode of The X-Files. Yep. The episode of The X-Files, an episode of Arrested Development, an episode, yeah. yeah he, is, he is, or is that 30 Rock? 30 Rock, oh. by the way. Show I want to wa- rewatch. 30 Rock. Yeah, they Very just good. took down a bunch of Blackface episodes. Really? And, like scrubbed like three or four Blackface episodes from the internet. Oh my God, there are the... Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, that's fine. Probably, I don't know. I don't remember those episodes. I do actually remember those episodes. Yeah. Uh, uh, the one show I've been, or the one movie that I keep telling myself that I'm gonna watch and not re well rewatch because I've seen it before is Battle of Algiers. Uh, Battle of Algiers. I mm. uh, can't remember any of the people in it. 
literally though made by the guy who was like the second in command of the FLN. What's it called? The guy that like no, look it up. Yeah, the guy that made the movie was literally in the resistance. Was like a, I think a high ranking member of the resistance against the French. Ponte Corvo. No, 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 not the Italian guy. No, there's it's an Italian Algerian movie. The Algerian. Look it up. We can talk about this later. All right, all right. Well, suck me. He is. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I meant that. I don't know why I'm telling you I didn't mean that. What's it called? How dare you doubt me? How dare you think I didn't read a Wikipedia article? Anyway, no, but Battle of Algiers, it's about the, it's a story of, I mean, that just that, the Battle of Algiers, of the city of Algiers in Algeria, uh, about the Algerians resisting uh, uh, French colonial rule in the uh, Algerian uh, War of Independence, uh, which they eventually win. And it, and it, and what's it called? And it shows. Yeah, it's, it's a great yeah. movie. I wrote a, yeah, no, I wrote a, it is, wrote it a is. paper on it in school, which is why I was confused that you thought it was directed by an Algerian guy. It was based on his memoir. What's it called? Yeah, but he helped make it. He's, he's credited. <laughs> Fuck you, he's credited. No, but, it, but it, it, it's a fantastic movie. It's really, like, it, it's, it's on YouTube, too. It's on YouTube, uh, translated into English, subtitles, thank God. But it's a really good movie. It really shows, it, it, it's, fun fact about that movie. They showed that movie in, at the yeah. Pentagon yeah. in 2003. And then went ahead and, 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 and did everything they did in Iraq anyway. Yeah, it was banned in a lot of countries for a long time as basically being a blueprint for how to establish insurgent cells. Yes. Um, yeah. And okay. I would imagine that they watched it in the Pentagon with the idea of, you know, how to, you know, on the pitfalls of occupation and apparently learned yeah. no lessons. But I, I, I read the thing, like, like, like the, what the Pentagon put out as like their invitation for people to come watch this. And it literally was basically like, how can, it was literally, how can we avoid this in Iraq? And boy, they didn't. Like literally every part of this. Yeah, like they yeah. just absolutely did not. Like just like, yeah, if you just like randomly just start killing like, 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 like members of the occupying power, like, 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 like especially like in uniform, like, yeah, like that's going to create a certain thing. And they also, they also show a lot of the Pied Noir violence. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, I mean, it does. It it functions almost as like a a revenge movie where you're like watching these like cycles of like recrimination just like escalate yeah. and escalate. Um, yeah, it's yep. like it's like a really kinetic, like exciting and tense yep. movie. It's like it it plays out as like a political thriller. Yeah, 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 exactly. But like filmed in like in like a it's filmed in an Italian neorealist style. You know, it was specifically yes. influenced by like. Rossellini and De Sica, who we talked yeah. about on the Bicycle Thieves episode. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. No, I, I remember like when I first, because I watched it in AP Euro, uh, or AP World class when I was in mm -hmm. uh, high school for the first time, which, in retrospect, insane that they showed us this movie, uh, but, 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 well, not insane, but like, very, sorry, very cool that they showed us this movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, during, like, like Bush era. It's a great movie. High school. Yeah, no, it's a fantastic movie, but like, very violent movie, too. Like, I remember yeah. like, I remember, like, like when we first started watching this, just being like, like, like the teacher turns it on, and just remember being like, "Fuck, fucking black and white, come on," and then, <laughs> and then just, and then just being like immediately hooked and just being like, "Get that, get his French ass, get him, get his ass," <laughs> just like so cool. Like sincerely, like, 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 it's on YouTube. It's two hours long. Sincerely, watch the Battle of Algiers. It's so good. Yeah, I endorse it. Those Pied Noir sent him right back. Send them right back.
That's right. Long live Algeria. Went to God. The land of Zinedine Zidane, who did nothing wrong. <laughs> who did nothing wrong. All right. You had anything else? Uh, did I say long live Algeria? You did. Okay. Okay. Well, that was it. Booty Flicker. He was Algerian, right? Booty Flicker? Booty Flicker. Yeah. Who's that? Well, they had a, you know, sort of a half-assed revolution there to, like, kick... They, okay, so um, he was, like, a literal, like, veteran of the Algerian War of Independence in, like, the 50s and 60s, who in, like... I think this was maybe a year ago he was removed from power. He was fucking old. He was, like, 90-plus years old and still president of Algeria. And had, like... They were, like almost literally weekend at Bernie'sing him. Um, like he had like had a stroke and like wasn't seen in public for like months. And wow. just because the like the balance of power was so fragile that like they knew that as soon as they removed him, there was going to be some kind of like Something, struggle yeah. for power. And like probably it was even like, it wasn't even going to be like someone from the elite who would be yeah. in power. But you know, there was this sort of like mini wave of like, um, popular uprisings that like hit the particularly like the you know that's arab or arab adjacent african world like you know sudan and sudan had a you know they had a whole thing and algeria had a whole thing i think there's yeah. some stuff going on in tunisia but he got removed from power and they've been sort of jockeying for like and like wrestling for like you know he got removed on you know, like a wave of popular resentment that led to like i think like literally like a year or so of protests that um sort of ended up just ending in a wet fart where they like sort of managed to install like just another one of these old ass dudes yeah. already in the ruling elite. Um, but like got to say, hey, you know, we made a change. So go home yeah. now, please. But it was, the whole like parliamentary jockeying was super weird and fragile. They had like 8 million political parties. But anyway, yeah. I don't understand this political situation well enough to lecture on it. So I don't know why I dove in here. And it's kind of uh, immaterial to what we were talking about anyway. So fun fact, you said Sudan. Uh, South Sudan, uh, I found a full South Sudanese military uniform online for like $30. Maybe not even, it might've been $30 including shipping. You just get a full South Sudanese. Uh, uh, also fun fact, I remember uh, there was this uh, guy uh, uh, who worked at the dining hall at, at my college uh, who I, I never knew this, but I randomly saw this online he was from uh uh what i guess is now south sudan and uh and 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 a whole bunch of people at the college uh in like the last year or two raised like a whole like he like he just hadn't been back since in like decades understandably so right and and, and they just raised a whole bunch of money to send him to south sudan uh which at the time i believe was still a war zone uh, i mean which, it still basically is now but. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember, like, there's a whole bunch of people that, like, they gave it all to this guy. And I remember I didn't like him because uh, he busted me doing something I wasn't supposed to be doing and I got in trouble. Uh, he was just doing his job, honestly. He did nothing wrong. I did the wrong thing. But I remember there were all these people just being like, what is wrong with you? Why are you sending him there now? Just ask him. Just give him a plane ticket. Just give him the money. <laughs> Let him decide. Why are you buying him a plane ticket there? <laughs> and, they, and, he, and they had him, and he was like, Oh, thank you. I can see my family. But it was like, bro, I don't know. 
you know, we were on track to do our first like sub two hour episode in a while, and we wandered off nope. into like African geopolitics for some reason. Yep. So yeah, Battle of Algiers. Usually, there's nothing if not ardent anti-colonialists as two <laughs> colonialized people. Yeah. Fair. No. Yeah. 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 Well, we've both become colonizers. Colonizers in the meantime, but yeah. So funny to think of the French Canadians as uh, colonized people. Literally, literally, my ancestors came there as colonizers. Yes. Yes. So, and then I guess, yeah, and then I guess the other side also, technically. Yes. I have relatives. Well, yeah, we don't need to get into that. Or do we? Let's assign each other movies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What do you have for me? Well, speaking of uh, settler colonial states. Have you seen a little movie called uh, Don't Mess with the Zo- Zohan? I have not. Well, guess what? It's on Netflix and you're gonna. Okay. Well, uh, so in return, I am going to give you uh, the movie Under the Skin, which is on Netflix as well. Under the Skin. Under the Skin. I'm going to look it up. I think you might really hate this one. I'm, I'm honestly, on the name alone, honestly, oh, my God. Yeah? Is this the one where Scarlett Johansson's an alien? It is the one where Scarlett Johansson's an alien. But it is way weirder than that sounds. I... I have purposefully not watched this movie. Not, not, yeah. I, I don't even know anything about I Honestly, all I know is Scarlett Johansson's an alien and it's something to do with skin. Uh, what's it called? That's all I know about it. And just from knowing that, I was like, I'm going to skip it. <laughs> I don't like Scarlett Johansson in movies. But you know what? This, this, hey, you want to talk about settler colonials? You know what I mean? There you go. Scarlett Johansson as well. Is she South African? I thought that was Charlize Theron. No. She's Jewish. Oh, okay. She's Jewish. Oh. She is like, actually Jewish. Like she, yeah. Like, like her dad was fucking like Scandinavian or some shit. But like her mom was Jewish and she was like raised Jewish. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, and she did all those ads for SodaStream. So settler colonialism. There you go. Okay. Well, took a took a few steps to get there, but now I get the joke. Yep, it's a good joke. Yeah. All right. Well. Join us next time for Under the Skin and You Don't Mess with Zohan. Is it you don't or just don't? I think it's Don't Mess with the the Zohan. Sorry, sorry. The main Kabbalistic text is the Zohar. And I keep almost saying don't mess with the Zohar because you shouldn't mess with the Zohar. But yes, it's Zohan, which I don't think is an Israeli name, but I don't know, but I've never heard of one. Well, maybe the movie looks good. Yes. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I just remembered a whole bunch of parts from it. I'm so excited.
fucking white boys. I love them. I fucking love them. Yeah? Dumb as a box of rocks. Who? White boys. Talking about the brain deads in my Kane Street case. I call him up. I tell him I want to buy some drugs. You know what he says? He says, okay, I'll sell you the drugs. How much drugs do you want? I swear to God, Kane, they don't code it. They don't ask for a meat, nothing. And then when you make the deal, there's no running, no bullshit. It's the guy himself walking up to you in the parking lot saying, I brought the drugs. Did you bring the money? <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. Have much respect for black people after working with these idiots for two weeks. No, seriously, white boys want to sell drugs in Baltimore. I have to make different laws for it, like even it out. Affirmative action. Leave no white man behind. Never too early for Dr. Pepper.